welcome to the History of the Batman with London, presented by Meltdown Comics and Collectibles in Hollywood, California. This is where we relive the defining moments of one of the most iconic figures in comic book art and literature, the Batman. My name is London, I am your host, and with me as always is my producer, engineer, and co-host Mason Booker. Hey Mason! <laughs> how hey. was how was that intro? We kind that of was, switched it up for this great. episode. <laughs> I wanted I wanted to see if you, if, if uh, the after 50, over fifty yeah, the, the fifty first episode if you could pull it off, and yeah. you sure did. This good is job. off the top of my head, so that's that's cool. No, it was good. I I was very impressed. Good job, London. Thank you. So yeah, you forgot to say um, uh, you forgot to mention Shadow Adam. Yes, but that's a rookie mistake. That's I a, know. I sh- okay. I of course never forget Shadow Adam. It's it's hard to forget your husband, but he may come he out may. of the shadows. He may not. We don't, we don't really know. know. We don't know. But, but his presence is, is felt always here. Yeah, he, he watches <laughs> from the shadows. Indeed, it's cool. Well, London. How are you? No, I am doing awesome. A lot of things have been happening this week. Yes. One, actually, at Meltdown right now, I have an art show right now. And it looks amazing. Thank you. I just saw it. I walked in and checked it out, and it was freaking awesome. It just opened this past Saturday. It'll be open the entire month of August, and it is a Darwin Cook tribute show. We did a few episodes ago um, talking about Darwin Cook's work, uh, New Frontier, Batman Ego, Catwoman, all of the stories. And uh, this show is a charity event. a portion of all of the art that's sold um, will go to both the Canadian Cancer Society and the Hero Initiative, who is awesomely sponsoring this show. That's so, so cool. Yeah. Congratulations, uh, London. That's amazing. <laughs> and uh, all the art looks uh, astounding. No, the artists did such an amazing job. Anytime I see art made for shows, they just go above and beyond what I expected. I'm and- just going to give some shouts out. Iris Lopez, yes. Mike B. Dope. Yes. You guys amazing rocked it. Work. You got to yes. come down and check it so, out yeah come down to meltdown meltdown's open seven days a week and it's in the back of the store if you go in the door go to the left it's right there three walls it's awesome so yeah if you can check out the work celebrate darwin cook he's one of my favorites and if you can um contribute buy a piece and it goes to a good cause buy a piece man yeah. the, these <laughs> items are cheap by comparison by comparison to other shows i would agree because they want you to contribute they want you to and you have one-of-a-kind pieces there aren't most of the pieces are just a (laughs) one-of-one you know you can't go and buy a print of it or anything so you would have an individual piece in your collection no definitely in handcrafted hand concepted and you know all that stuff made with love with with fantastic love yes for Batman. Yes. (laughs) So that's happening. And this week is a big week for Batman DC Comics fans. This Uh, is a huge week. It is. Not only uh, yesterday did the animated movie Batman the Killing Joke come out on Blu-ray. Which we're going to have to. Yes. I think we are going to do a review on that movie actually. I have thoughts. In the upcoming episode. So look out for that. But tomorrow. If this is coming out Wednesday, yeah, this this will drop tomorrow, this, which will yeah, be which will be Wednesday. Then, be nervous. So then tomorrow, I'm actually going to see Suicide Squad, which comes out this Friday. What you in got pre- preview tickets again? I got well, I got no Thursday night. 
So how did you get these tickets? <laughs> no, a lot of the theaters. Wait a minute, now... something is wrong because <laughs> Shadow Adam I have been, Adam I have been looking for these night tickets. <laughs> no. I went on your little app that you talked about. Yeah, is that where it was? Oh no, actually, no, um, no, no, it's somewhere no, else. No, it's a... <laughs> it's no. It, most of the theaters now are doing Thursday night screenings of these films. Oh, I see. Yeah, so we're seeing it like see. Thursday at Th- like midnight. six thirty. Oh. Yeah, they're early now. It's not even a midnight showing. They're oh. like showing at six. So you're seven, you're paying eight, for nine. these tickets. Yes. Oh, they're not free. No, okay. I did not get any free tickets right. this All time. Right. I, I feel slightly better. Because <laughs> no. I was really scan scanning for no, these. No. Yeah. Okay. I mean I tried to look to see if I could uh maneuver myself with some free tickets. It doesn't happen this time. But yeah. next time next we time. hope. We we have and yeah, I guess I should take this uh, chance to say that we will actually be um we will actually be promoting uh, in conjunction with the Meltdown newsletter. We're going to do promo packages and yes. that we will have offerings for all of our listeners, like yeah. free tickets, free T-shirts, free stuff like that. And it's yep. coming. So be it's... sure to sign up for the newsletter, first of all. Yeah, I mean, definitely sign up for the newsletter. Like, subscribe to that because there's all of the awesome content and everything that's happening it's am- in Meltdown. It's, an, it's, it's an amazing. It's pretty good. Melody Mew. Yes. Uh, just, shout out to her. Yeah, she, she does an amazing job. She puts it all together every week. And I got to tell you, it's a massive undertaking. Yeah, and I'm actually... Always, going like to book. be more right i'm i'm going to uh be more involved with meltdowns uh newsletter social media actually in the f- upcoming future which i'm excited about because it's an undertaking so yes. yeah but there's a lot going on so if you especially if you follow on twitter if you follow meltdown comics on twitter and even hist of the batman um we talk about suicide squad raffles and all yes. of these things all the time Who, so there was just another winner this, this the suicide squad raffle yeah. has been going on for a couple of weeks and yeah. there was just another winner so if you follow us on twitter you'll definitely get all of that all that info so you can get free awesome and official swag t-shirts yes. hats all kinds of stuff and to further it even more <laughs> i'm going to make a promo pod podcast that's basically the meltdown comics newsletter like oh. the promos for that week oh, nice. like just every week you can tune in and hear what the current free stuff is exactly. and what so you gotta do to get always it always in you know. the loop yes exactly yes <laughs> so yeah so always stuff happening meltdown you know what i gotta say about that rad rad that's so yes. good that's like one of my favorite words i know rad. you brought it back for me <laughs> which speaking side note have you seen Stranger Things? <gasps> no. Oh but my we God. Wanna see, it's on Netflix and we have Netflix. We live on I'm Netflix. just telling you, is if it... you're a child of the 80s, such as myself, <laughs> spot on. I've like, heard such great things yeah, about it. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I only saw the first episode and I, mm-hmm. I'm happy to watch it with you guys. Oh, but okay. It was so crazy. It was like... It was like looking into a window of my childhood. Yeah, I I heard it's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay. definitely want to watch it though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's no, no, on no. the list of things that we want to watch. But so they're all they're all riding BMXs and they're like rad, dude, and all this stuff. Speaking and... of Netflix, what we are watching right now, we love BoJack Horseman. Do you watch that? You know, or I have watched you seen... it. I have. I've seen a couple episodes. It's, um, it they... is dark, but 
that's funny <laughs> that's that's what i was gonna say that it was too dark for me i no, got it i, I got it. into it and i was like i appreciated the talent it's clearly very well written and very mm-hmm. well you know spoken and and acted an and extra uh, batman fact will arnett is bojack right. who is also lego batman lego so batman. we're not that far off that's of right. the- <laughs> six degrees of batman <laughs> london could you if i said any actor could you do six degrees to batman Hmm. It'd be Maybe. pretty. It'd be pretty easy, right? Peter Weller, Batman. That's one degree. Like he was Batman. We should try that one day. All right, we'll try it. We'll <laughs> try it on. Do like take a segment out and just do that because I bet you. I bet you that's could possible. do it. I bet you could do it. London is an encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge. I couldn't do it, but you might be able to do it. Okay. We need to test that out in, yeah. in a future episode for sure. All right, cool. I'm totally down with that. <laughs> London, what are we talking about today? Okay, so. Since this week is pretty much a Suicide Squad packed week, it comes. It comes out on is, Friday. Yes, it comes out on Friday. Everyone is anticipating it. Let and me to- tell you about San Diego Comic Con real quick. Oh, I went yes. down there, and it tell was us your experience, so Mason. many heart. <laughs> I won't tell you my actual experience, but <laughs> I will tell you so many Harley Quinns oh, and sure. only of the barest smidge. Uh, the original from the animated series. Really? All the other ones were the reimagined um, Margot Robbie. Or the Margot Stabby Robbie. And style. what's interesting is all the cons that I usually go to, you see right. it's like 80% the Arlene Sorkin animated series, Harley. And then right. it's like Arkham Games. With Speaking of Arkham Games, actually, did you see Tara Strong uh, at Comic Con? I did not. On like the last day, it was like I think Sunday. So you weren't there. I but wasn't did there. You, well, I know you weren't there, but did you see like any pictures? Because she, because oh, no. she cosplayed as the Arkham uh, Knight Harley Quinn. Oh, and no one recognized her. Really? She went up to people and said, "Hey, can I take a picture?" Yeah. No one knew. No one. She took pictures with families, and no one knew it was wow. her. Wow. But she looked amazing. I bet. Amazing. Well, she's got kind of the Harley Quinn build already. Oh, yeah. And so she just had the good costume. But she like, did a really good costume. That's awesome. <laughs> it is, right? Go Tara Strong. I'm very impressed. <laughs> yeah, that's... The Arkham Asylum one, that's the one where she's kind of in this, like, tutu. It's like a, almost like a nurse type of sexy nurse oh, outfit okay. type thing. Well, that's... In a way. No, no, I'm sure. But <laughs> that, that doesn't help me, like... I mean, Harley Quinn always kind of looks like a sexy nurse. Well, yeah. like, <laughs> but it's no, cool. But yeah. I'll, I'll look it and, up. In each one, even in Arkham Asylum and then Arkham City and then Arkham Knight, she looks a little different mm-hmm. in each one, which I thought was cool because usually the design stays yeah. the same. So oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of well, I'll just, interesting. I'll just, oh, oh, thank yes, you. I'm getting a visual a visual aid from yes. uh, Shadow Adam. Doesn't she and, look awesome? Oh, she looks amazing, <laughs> I have to say. And also... <laughs> good job <laughs> tara strong like that's i yes. know yes i wish there were more of that <laughs> at uh san diego comic-con but, but everyone everyone was, was just margot, kind of really it was margot robbie totally into the margot robbie the diamond tattoos on the legs yeah. and the whole thing and i was just like that's cool i get it but it mm. just shows like what a cultural sweeping phenomenon that this has become because right. you know 
it was also a celebration of, I believe, Wonder Woman's 70th, yes, 70th anniversary. anniversary. Yeah, 75th Woo! anniversary and yes. very little Wonder Woman cosplay. Really? A little uh, bit. A little L- bit? Little, not, Harley Quinn dominated. Right. So. I, I'm pretty sure next year because the Wonder Woman film comes out June 2nd of next year and then Comic-Con will be the month after. There'll be sure. a lot of Wonder Woman then just because the movie just came yeah, out. Yeah, well, they, really, they dropped the trailer at Comic-Con. Right, and it which was, I saw that. It was and great. I loved it. I'm yeah. so excited. I have. I did see there was one cosplayer, um, mm-hmm. and you know, I could have sworn it was Gal Gadot. Like, really? Yeah, she. That I good. mean, she nailed it. Like, must have watched BVS and then just <laughs> scraped by and just by happenstance. It was a pretty good ringer for Gal Gadot, <laughs> and I was just like, oh my god! Of course, she was mobbed. I couldn't get anywhere near her. Oh right. That's okay. But that's the one thing about Comic-Con is that you see so many amazing cosplayers that just put in the detail oh, and everything that looks, there's it's, amazing it's astonishing. Cosplay. Yeah, the, um, I guess I, I've never really thought about the effort that goes into it. But now that I'm, I have several friends who are cosplayers, mm-hmm. I see that they go, they work for weeks yes. and months and, oh, I really want this button, but it's not the right shape. <laughs> No, you know. definitely. That's that's yeah. how the they get detail, into it. They really do. Yeah. They get fully and into it's, it, which you know, that's commitment. It is. It is. And I'm you could I'm just, just go to Party City and get a costume right. like the Halloween yeah. costume. Like boom, I did it. I did. But, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't quite drop the boom on that. <laughs> but some people are like yes, like yeah. you know. No, I mean, and and some people just pull it off. You know, yeah. but I'm just saying, like they they go the next step. They get colored contacts. They right. start buying. Uh, body shaping uh apparatus like corsets and mm-hmm. stuff to get it to the next they're like i need to get you know her, make it as her much as butt whatever sticks the out more is. i need right. to get the fake yes. butt or you know it's just unreal <laughs> and admirable i suppose mm-hmm. all right before we go off on another tangent uh, what are, we're clearly talking about suicide squad what about yes. it well since it, for Suicide Squad, the movie, it's it's a really huge effort for DC because most of these characters have not been on the big screen before. And That's most of true. these characters, maybe people haven't even heard of if you haven't read the comics, if you haven't seen some of the animated TV shows or films. Yes, it, if I hadn't it, seen, I believe it was, it was an animated movie. It was Assault on Arkham. Assault on Arkham, If yes. I hadn't seen that, no idea. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I think for a lot of people that are just going in that don't, read the other media or anything and they're just the moviegoers that like the superhero movies that go you you don't really know about these characters where they came from who they are so we're just going to do mini um origins on the main characters in the movie oh and thank you <laughs> just the so only like, one i know is harley Quinn. <laughs> right uh, just i give, also know a little bit about katana because right, she's badass yeah and just give a little bit of background on the characters and kind of where they are right now in comics and the the new 52 DC rebirth and just kind of what to expect in the film for the characters. So we do that. And this may be a general background on what suicide squad is. Yeah. As I understand it, suicide squad is a, it's a rotating team. They they kind of bring people in and put people out and sometimes people come back and stuff like that, which I was like, how can you go out and come back? Aren't you on death row? (laughs) Question mark. Right. Right. Um, but I mean, anything's possible with superheroes, but right. Um, but, but yeah, Suicide Squad has been around actually since 
the late 50s <laughs> oh which is interesting um it's crazy right uh it started in the brave and the bold publication um which was a huge silver age like 50s and 60s um you probably know brave and the bold for people who read the batman comics uh brave and the bold, brave and the bold became a huge batman publication it became a team-up book it would be yeah like i was gonna say that's batman the one with all the alliances. plastic man or yeah. batman flash and it became that book um but there were several different stories that rotate especially in the in the 50s um and in brave and the bold uh, number 25 that was the first time you saw suicide squad and um that and the team that we know now the the suicide squad we'll see on friday or in theaters yeah um that is from the modern um interpretation so the suicide, i was gonna say like the right the movie seems a little dark for 1950 yes, it is a little different um the team started um but rick flag who is in the movie in the Joel Kinnaman plays him. Yeah. Movie. Joel Kinnaman. Right. He also was RoboCop. He yes. also, the, the new RoboCop. Right. He right. also um, was one of the detectives on the killing, which if you're ever into detective dramas, like I am, uh, the killing was right up there with true detective season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd put it up there. Just very, just different, just different. Same, same team that went on to make True Detective, but they started with the killing. So it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Joel Kinnaman plays one of the detectives. Good job, Joel. Go ahead. <laughs> um, but Rick Flagg seems to be a cop. Right. And when Suicide Squad first appeared in, in Brave and the Bold in 1959, he was part of, he was, it was in the military. So the first time you see Rick Flagg, he, he, he's in like military garb. Um, right. And so he's with, he has his own team. It's like made up of, of four individuals and they're kind of part of um, the, the war effort. It's called, it's almost like the Suicide suicide squadron of sorts but it's the same concept of where they go on these missions and they're all no one expects them to come back right exactly and so that concept of you have these oh then it was kind of like soldiers and physicists and things like that they're so they're ordinary people almost they don't have any superpowers Mm -hmm. but they go up against these monsters and things like that which is very common in the 50s and 50s we saw that kind of weird science type thing where batman was fighting these aliens from other planets and it was that kind of whole thing (laughs) batman and robin in the in the late golden age and the beginning of silver age in the 50s those were the kind of fun goofy comics because they couldn't be so dark as you know the comics code authority came in and all of that and so we have rick flag and and the other characters part of this suicide squadron or this group going up against larger than life characters where they are just ordinary people and so they go on these adventures and these these missions are dangerous and they might come back they might not and that's where the concept kind of started and then that stopped within the early 60s and it didn't come back until 1986 and that's when um john ostrander and kim yale they resurrected the idea of suicide squad but they put a new twist on it and so then we're introduced to bell reeve penitentiary and which is going to be in the movie that's where all that's of where the, they're all it's like the maximum security arkham right. asylum or something yes and that in the comics which i think it's going to be in the film as well that's located in louisiana so well I'm, question because yes. isn't there also blackwater prison yes in gotham yes they're 
there's I, there's Blackgate. Blackgate, there. sorry. Yeah. Right, but this one is separate from... Right, so yeah, I mean, but yeah. how's it break down? Because there's Arkham Asylum, where you go if you're criminally insane. Right. And then there's Blackgate, where right. if you're deemed sane, you go into the actual prison yeah, population. exactly. And then there's this place. There's this place. With Bellevue. Right, which... This is this was mostly created for Suicide Squad, at least okay. within this story. Because, because normally, wouldn't most of these they people would just be go to in Blackgate or Arkham or right? Arkham, like depending Harley on Quinn. right, depending on your level of mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> criminal activity, insanity, whatever you want to label it, right? So, but this was created for this series, and this appeared in a mini series called Legends, and mm-hmm. it was from like November '86 to like. February 87 um, and it's a dark side story actually uh, dark side he corrupts the minds of regular civilians on earth <laughs> and puts them against the superheroes like Justice League Teen oh. Titans and he's trying to tell them that no they're bad for you because he's trying to take over the planet of course because so that's this, what dark side does so this is tied into BVS and all that stuff it could because be they, well they keep hinting at right that there's coming. this connection right so this so from that legend story we could possibly see some type of connection or influence in the movie of this we're not mm-hmm. sure what though but yes yeah, so that's how we're introduced to the suicide squad we're introduced to amanda waller who is we'll talk about amanda waller and rick flag and all of the major characters we're gonna talk about the we're gonna talk about 11 major characters so, 11 right so we're not going to right. it's not going to be like we're 20 minutes in uh, well, you know. <laughs> 11 i know because we, we kind of went off but it's just it's really just basic who created them when do they appear okay and it's it's not full-on history okay so okay that's the plan that's gonna, how i planned no, it out we're gonna, we're gonna i mean you did the 50 I'm, yes. I was super impressed. Which, I'm still, I'm still impressed at myself. Yeah, no. Too. All right. Well, before we get into it, yes, let's take a quick break. Oh, of course. And get this out of the way, and then <laughs> you know we can roll. Okay. All right, we're back. All right, All right we're ready. Okay. Are, okay. Are you ready? I I am ready. All right, and go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we can start with. Amanda Waller. Yeah, she is a strong uh, black female character. (laughs) She is. Much like yourself, London. Oh, well, thank you. You I appreciate that. Um, but yes, she did. Was she black in the comics? Yes, she was. I That's was interesting. Yeah. Um, when Legends number one came out and she was introduced, that was her debut, and John Ostrander and Kim Yale developed her. And yes, she was a a black woman and she is um part of but she's, she's a, kind of a, a a nasty one. Oh yeah she's she's part of like the pentagon political figure she's mm-hmm. definitely within the u.s government but yes she is like a ruthless, stern, ruthless. Yeah, yeah i think that's a good word to describe her she's a like ruthless character and she knows of rick flag and i don't know of rick flag we are going to get to okay. after right. oh, okay. those are two first ones because okay. it's good to know them and then we can, and get, then we into, can get into it. yes yeah definitely. Uh, she strikes me very much as the ends justifies the means yes definitely yeah. um, whatever you got to do to get the goal that's what you yes, do yes exactly like that's her whole like mr president we're gonna throw 13 people away so we can save three thousand right (laughs) no but that is definitely her mentality and so when she meets rick flag and knows his background and military leadership and all of things we'll get into and she comes up with the idea that we have these 
like black op missions and these right. really deadly missions to um, either eradicate some super powered villain or something, some huge threat that any other soldier, anyone else that's part of the military be like, oh, well, they could die and they're not expendable. Well, these super villains and these people in Bel Reve and in the prisons and these criminals, they are expendable. She's like, oh, well, we could put them on these missions and they can get the job done. But if they don't make it back, it's okay. It's okay. We always have more because that's just how. Because Gotham this- is a crime. <laughs> because Gotham and all the other cities in the DC right. universe are just there's just packed with them. So, so they're, they're suicide missions. Exactly. No and one's that's expected what, to return. Exactly. They're not expected to return. If they do, that's great. We'll just put you on another one. We'll mm-hmm. see if you come back. And oh, that's where the similar to Tron where where you if you win the game, you just play again. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I got you. So that's why the term suicide squad comes into play because like you said, they're coming they're going on suicide missions. Interesting. And so and even since Legends number one and even to now, which today actually, this Wednesday, the DC Rebirth Suicide Squad number one is released. Oh. You should go pick that up. It's Surprise. Rob Williams and Jim Lee are doing the book. Well everybody and loves Jim Lee. Of course. So if you just love Jim Lee's art, you should go pick it up just because I'm gonna go pick it up. <laughs> Um, but she is still the leader of, or at least she puts these missions together and Rick Flagg is the person who will put the teams together. But yes, she is known as a very stern person and she, she, I mean, she's rough even with Rick Flagg. Rick Flagg doesn't mess with her. Even other characters, like we'll talk about Captain Boomerang, but he kind of has an attitude and even she puts him in check. And How even- is she able to... Keep. I mean, she doesn't seem to be very like martial arty or anything. Like, no, how does she defend I mean, herself she against ha- these? She can do at most hand to hand combat, but yeah. it's yeah. more. There's Amanda Waller, and then there's Rick Flag, who leads the squad, and he is almost protects her in a way oh, and to so some he's her degree guardian or whatever. right like, but if you want to get to her you got to go through me yeah but he respects her so much where he's even afraid of her but he knows that she is the brains of this operation sure. so there's some type of respect there and even batman who um once suicide squad um begins like after legends this miniseries um in 1987 the actual suicide squad publication happens they get so their own was, book it was met with widespread approval right exactly yeah. and so the first volume lasts for almost 70 issues it goes from like 87 Ooh. to 1980 which is pretty good considering it's the first yeah it's the first book yeah, in it so no it was very popular yeah. and even batman he learns of what suicide squad is and what amanda waller is doing and he's like that's unjust like you so the for the trade-off for the criminals it's you go on this mission and if you complete it and you come back alive you get a little bit less off of your sentence yeah but aren't these people like doing life Right, exactly. Sometimes if you're like doing life or you're always in there, you just get less and less on your sentence, no matter what criminal act you do. That's why they'll they'll take the worst, which even Viola Davis says in the trailers, worst of the worst. And if they die, that's okay because they're really awful people. And to be and for those who don't know, life is actually qualified as a hundred years. That's why you can get things like life plus twenty. Life right. Right. So and so when Batman learns that, oh, you're you're using these 
supervillains and these criminals as government agents, that's not right. Right. I'm going to blow this thing wide open pretty much. I'm going to expose your top secret. Yes. And it actually, in issue 10 of Suicide Squad Volume 1, Batman breaks into Bell Rave and he is going to find the evidence to expose Amanda Waller and her whole operation. Wow. And so Amanda Waller's like, oh, we have to stop him. And so she sends in Deadshot and she sends in Rick Flagg to go fight him and of course batman wins because it's batman and so she actually has time to prepare (laughs) and so um waller meets batman and which i always am still stumped anytime i read this story um she's like you are not going to expose us because he got all this information on like this drive that he has and he's gonna Mm -hmm. take it back to gotham or whatever i'll expose everything exactly and she's like oh well you're not going to do that because if so we're going to expose you because we know your secret identity because apparently he went into one of the cells without his gloves don't ask me why he didn't what? and his fingerprints what? are in the cell so she dusted them and she has his prints but she but she hasn't ran them right <laughs> but she's like i will run them and i will tell the world who you are if you do this and he was like okay fine that seems what a rookie right. mistake batman like, like you batman, took off your gloves greatest detective who never takes what off happened? his gloves at all <laughs> And P.S. could probably just steal his fingerprints back. (laughs) But that, but, but pretty much Batman goes up against Amanda Waller and he loses in a sense. He's Mm, like, so he gives back the disc and he's like, fine, but I'll bring you down another way. All right. And it's like, okay, Batman. Love you, Batman. (laughs) Keep trying. That's cool. So um, Amanda Waller, even in, even in the trailers or anything you've seen, Viola Davis character, she is a very like she's a badass yeah she's very badass and she is the one that puts this entire whatever mission they'll do in the film which we don't have all of the details yet but we know that it's going to be something that could get them killed and they are going to stop whatever threat it is she's the one that puts it all together and that's what happens in all of the other volumes of suicide squad and the other comics that you read her and the team in so she is the brains of the operation and okay. has been since the beginning. So, All right. and then are the actually the oldest character that uh, at least in in the Suicide Squad is Rick Flag. Okay. And there's actually been about three different Rick Flags, but it's in like the family. So like in when when Rick Flag started in Brave and the Bold 25 and 1959, it was first Rick Flag, and then he had a son who's Rick Flag Jr. Oh. and that's the Rick Flag we know. Oh, okay. We know Rick Flagg Jr. So his father was with the Suicide Squadron that... um, In World War II. Right. And was in that era of... And they actually replaced at the time because Justice Society of America kind of was going away because of McCarthyism and everything. JSA. And so they kind of pushed or they kind of were taking the place of them and and so it was in that era and they went on for like a few i mean slight side note why was jsa removed from mccarthyism were they promoting communism well they thought that they were part of that whole because they were promoting banding together yeah and so so they were like okay we're not gonna so they kind of like who needs money we'll all work together yeah it it was kind of (laughs) see you later it was kind of like that so they kind of in in a sense dc wanted them to replace 
um, the with JSA. With wanton criminals who well, are even subject then, to the system. Right, and even then, Rick Flagg, he was just a military hero, and it wasn't as kind of the criminal way that we see it how John right. Oshringer did it. So that, so the, the Rick Flagg we see now is his son. Gotcha. And so he debuted in, in Legends, number one, along with Amanda Waller, and you know, Amanda Waller approaches him for it. And... And yeah, I mean, Rick Flagg, he is as he's a great military leader, good in combat, and he. But he's human. But yes, he's human. He is okay. one of the few that is. I mean, he doesn't have any superpowers. So right. we'll see a few, even when we talk about him now, that he doesn't have any special powers. He's just a, a military guy. But Amanda Waller, even though they don't see eye to eye at times, she trusts him and his ability and. He's the one that knows, like, well, if I do have to kill this person or do this or do that, I will. Like, he is about the mission, which mm-hmm. is important. And he is the one that puts together the first round of Task Force X people. So we'll see characters. Um, and actually, I guess we can go on to the next one since we're kind of on the time, I suppose. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> um, yeah. But we'll talk about some of the few that uh, the few characters that were part of the original uh, task force. That's because, like you said earlier, there's a rotating team. There have mm-hmm. been dozens and dozens and dozens of um, villains that have been part of it. Um, but the, one of the original was Enchantress, and, and she's in this one. Yes, and she is in this one, and she's played she's by the um, one with the moon. She's the one with the moon on her yeah, forehead. Yeah, because her, her civilian name's June Moon. So that's part <laughs> That's convenient. Um, but yes, but um, Cara DeLevine mm-hmm. plays her in the movie, which I love her. She's just pretty awesome. Just, um, what else has she been in? What else well, is- I almost... <laughs> I mean, she has been in... Um, it's like this movie Paper Towns, which my sister has oh, seen. Yeah. But I do know her almost from like her modeling. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a separate thing. Oh, but so she's, she's a model awesome. turned actress. Yeah, okay. but but she's cool though. Well, Paper Towns was a great film. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I tried to watch it. I didn't get to see it, but I heard it was good. Oh, my yeah. I knew about it because my sister. No, it's loves good. Those. It's based on the uh, one. Of, it's the one of the John Green novels. Same guy who did uh, Fault in Our Stars. Oh yeah. So. So, yeah, I think that's what people would know her, at least for movies, which is good. Um, But, yes, she um, is probably one of the second oldest characters within the Task Force X. Like, of course, when we're talking about all of these characters, the oldest we'll get to at the end is Joker because he was created in 1940. But in terms of being within this Suicide Squad Task Force X, um, she's one of the oldest characters. Uh, she appeared in Strange Adventures, number 187, in April of 1966. And uh, she was created by Bob Haney and Howard Purcell. And she is the a kind of free-spirited artist named June Moon, as I said. A hippie. Yes. <laughs> Perfect description. Um, and she becomes a sorceress um, when she and is almost uh, is enveloped by this mystical being um, called Zamor. And uh, she and it's kind of you see it in the trailer. She's kind of she walks into like this cave and this kind of yeah, uh, cavern a... and then she's taken over by this being and she can flip back and forth to what she wants to be. She can either be June Moon and then she becomes Enchantress, but then Enchantress becomes a, is a really dark and really dangerous character. Um, what are her powers? 
Um, I mean, she's she's a sorceress, so she she's magical, and she can, so she can just cast spells. Yeah, she can cast okay. spells. Now, is it like is it like Banner and the Hulk, where when she becomes enchantress, she doesn't have full control or whatever? Um, she has more control than that. Mm-hmm. She she can't. I mean, for the most part, she can come back. Okay. Like if because like in um, there's a scene that was released to everyone, so it's not a scene that we haven't uh, seen before in Suicide Squad, where um, Amanda Waller asks Enchant- Enchantress to come back to being June Moon, and she's able to do so. So she has enough control where she can go uh, back and forth. Um, but since her uh, when she debuted in that one story, and we saw how she was taken over by Zamor. Uh, she kind of disappeared um, for a couple of decades until uh, Legends issue three, which is where we the Suicide Squad is resurrected for the modern age. And Amanda Waller calls for her um, to put her like uh, to give her magical energy and anything that the that maybe Task Force X may need. So kind of and we'll see this in the movie, too. Um Amanda Waller kind of calls upon Enchantress or June Moon to help her within Suicide Squad. So she's almost handpicked by Waller to be part of it. Um, And she works with Suicide Squad for the first time in issue three, which is in 1987. And they have to fight this character called Brimstone. And they defeat him. And so part of... um, So she's with Rick Flagg. And you will also talk about... uh, Captain Boomerang, which we'll talk about next. But um, then she kind of uh, goes away. But in this mission, I suppose, um, Enchantress, she um, actually takes over um, June Moon for a period of time, and they actually split into this separate entity. So I'm not sure if that'll happen in the movie, where we'll have actually two separate beings. But in the comics for a period of time, Enchantress became so powerful that she just separated herself from June Moon completely and she became pretty much pure dark and pure evil. So that might happen in the movie. We don't know. Cool. <laughs> I can't wait to find out. That, that sounds awesome. <laughs> um, and, um, and yes, so she doesn't really appear a lot in the suicide squad that happens in the late 90s early 2000s um but she does come back with a new 52 we see her in the justice league dark well that's because they're tying it into the movie right Right. yes and she will also be in that uh the dc rebirth suicide squad number one that comes out today Uh, so if you want to see so so when they when they phase out of the team mm mm-hmm are they released like how do you get out of the suicide squad is it just different people are selected and you're like, you're not up for this mission, but you're still in prison? Well, at least for, let's say, like a period of time, it depends on how many missions. So let's say for the first volume of Suicide Squad, we have the original core, Task Force X. They go on a series of missions. And then sometimes your sentence is just shortened, and then you just go back to prison. And the thing right. is with, um, and even they might have that in this film, uh, perhaps or even the first one they usually and i think you saw it on um assault on arkham they implant this kind of chip that's like these mini like bombs within the people and if if they do it wrong you then they'll just kill you so like if you try to escape we'll just detonate the bomb and you'll die so it's kind of like it's a writer's conceit right so it's kind of like that um and then of course and i think they probably um 
it's more of if someone dies, they have to fill another person. So another villain comes and just the fact that they can do rotating villains and they have that, uh, that way of putting in more different characters within it. That's another way that different villains can go, but usually, or what they're supposed to do is go back to prison. They go back to Belle Reve. So that's usually how it works. But of course it depends on if something happens to you, if you die, if they say you can go and, be out for a while and then come back it it depends it, it all kind of differs well and within like the f- four volumes that suicide squad has um has done so yes enchantress is definitely one of the super powered uh characters that we're going to see in the movie and since she is very obscure if you think about it you don't even really see her <laughs> you haven't seen her really in in any of the animated things yeah, anything I had no like idea that who she's she was purely I... comics and she's still obscure obscure even in the comics so i'm actually excited to see her because i think she's a cool character it's kind of dark and mystical and mysterious yeah seems kind of fun okay thank you i had no idea (laughs) um so another original uh task force x member that will be in the movie is captain boomerang and i know more people are probably familiar with captain boomerang especially because of the current tv shows right no idea (laughs) well if you've seen um he's like an arrow or something he's in yeah he's in the the tv shows and he wasn't he's been in the animated movies and things like that i mean he's He's been yes. in some, so he people I, are probably more familiar. Yeah. People are more probably more familiar with him, and in like the TV shows, some of them. So they may be more familiar with Captain Boomerang, and um, but he is more of a uh, a Flash character or a Flash villain. He's not necessarily a Batman villain, which some that we're going to talk about are are closer to the Batman mythology, but um, but. Captain Boomerang, whose name is um, George Harkness, or that's his civilian name, he's going to be played by Jay Courtney in the movie. And he first appeared in a Flash comic in Flash 117 from 1960. And um, he was a John Broom and Carmen Infantino creation, which I love Carmen Infantino. Um, But he is definitely part of Flash's rogues gallery. He is a Mm. Flash character and appeared mostly... In those, but because it's Captain Boomerang, he's an Australian-born person, and his his weapon are boomerangs. He has high-tech boomerangs. So of course, just like with batarangs in the '60s, there's like different types of batarangs and silly things. Like they have huge batarangs, they have small ones, they have the high-tech gadget batarangs. So same so thing with the boomerangs. Spectrum, right? It's a spectrum. Right. Like Green Arrow. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so he, of course, is a villain, and he chooses to use these high-tech boomerangs for evil. Dun, dun, dun. Commit bank robbery. <laughs> exactly. And so he becomes part of the first Suicide Squad that was in the 80s, um, and a, part of Amanda Waller's Suicide Squad. He appears in Legends issue three, and he is in the storyline Trial by Fire, which is the first storyline that Suicide Squad is in, and he has to go up again against uh, Brimstone. And one of the things that Captain Boomerang is known for, he, he has a really bad attitude, and at least back then he kind of said kind of racist things in a way. <laughs> oh, I bet they'll um, update that. <laughs> right. I'm sure that's not going to be a, a thing. Yeah, he kind of said um, racist and sexual, sexist remarks at times. And oh, like so you're, he was you're kind just of a like, girl or whatever? Things like that. But then yeah. he would get 
beat up, right? Right. And so he already wasn't um, a favorite on the team. But even in the first um, storyline, he was kind of getting out of hand. And Amanda Waller said, tell Rick Flagg, well, if you have to eliminate him, you should just do that. I mean, she was just, you know, like I said, they're all expendable. And if he's becoming a problem, then you need to get rid of the problem. But Mm. in that story, you learn he didn't have to. But that's just how you know, expendable they are. Right. Like, it doesn't, but doesn't that, well, okay. What? Well, I was like, well, doesn't that jeopardize, like, the mission? Like, which is more important, expendable people or the mission? Right. And I think Captain Boomerang at the time was being a threat to finishing the mission. He was kind of getting in the way. Yeah. And And so, sure, totally justified, like, you're in the, you're in the, in the way of the mission, you're eliminated. But conversely, looking at it from the other perspective, it's Mm -hmm. like, if you're upsetting other teammates, should I just get rid of you? But in the long run, like, wouldn't that weaken the team? Should I just have keep you put up with whatever put up you're with doing it because, so we could because complete you're, the mission? Yeah, because, I mean, basically, you're right. another set of hands that can help complete the mission. Definitely. Like and I think you see that more within the more current Suicide Squad stories. Where they're like, I'd kill you, but we need you. Right, exactly. <laughs> and they all, and, and sometimes it depends on the, the team members some members get along, but then most of the time they don't. It's almost right. like a every man for himself type thing. Like I have to. Except work with when you, you hook up. <laughs> but we're, we're getting to we, that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> but right. So, and I think we'll see that maybe even in in Suicide Squad in the movie that yeah. it they do work together, but there might be an every man for himself. Like I have to think about myself, and that may mean that you get in the way. Well, and... there's a uh, there's a theory that explains why evil will never be good, mm-hmm. and it basically is that good people will work together, and evil people at the core are always in for themselves. So eventually, they will fall apart and turn on each other, no matter right. what. Right. And I've always so kind it, of like... Right, it's almost inevitable. Right. I mean, you, they work together for a while and can take over the world, but then they'll devolve and fall into each other. So that's why good will always triumph yes. over evil, which I thought was interesting when that was explained to me. I was like, wow, that's, you know, deep moments. Anyway. <laughs> so Captain Boomerang has been in Flash comics. He's been part of Suicide Squad and then other DC comics. And he's still with... He was in... Uh, the Suicide Squad, when New 52 began, he was part of that roster. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be in two Suicide Squad um, books now. He'll be in the DC Rebirth one that we've mentioned. And he also is in a short uh, series called Suicide Squad Most Wanted, El Diablo I mean, and is, Captain Boomer. Is he that popular of a character? It just I, seems odd that he's getting all this exposure when, I mean, right. he doesn't seem like that popular of a character. Right. And I think if you are a fan of Flash, you probably know him very well and you'll see him in other things, but he's not as popular as maybe other characters, let's say in Batman's rogues gallery and things like uh, that. But I'm yeah. sure that with these mini series for Suicide mm. Squad, they're trying to get people to learn more about right. this character for the movie. But man, so. what a gamble to be like, <laughs> I'm going to throw this character in there and hope that, that they come off well enough that people are going right. to want to go seek them out. Right. No, that that's, I mean, and that I desperate. think that's why with this with the movie with Suicide Squad, it it almost is a gamble because you are throwing in characters no one has 
heard of for the right. most part. Like I said, yeah. if you read the comics, then you probably are somewhat familiar. Right. So a little well, bit. This is why we need you. All right. So what's, <laughs> okay. what's next? So since I mentioned that um, Boomerang is going to be in a miniseries with um, El Diablo, I guess we can talk about that character, which El Diablo is actually a very... Um, recent character. He's probably one of the newest characters. The one that, the version that we'll talk about. So El Diablo um, is going to be played by Jay Hernandez. Yeah, and he looks pretty cool. Yeah. His his tats are pretty amazing. Right. And so there are actually a couple. character design. Right. There were, I think, at least two El Diablos within the DC universe. The first one, his name was Lazarus Lane. That mm-hmm. was his name, and um, he appeared in um, All Star Western number two, which of course that's of course, <laughs> of course. and that was in nineteen. Oh, you don't have that. <laughs> but um, there's actually been three El Diablos. Excuse me. Are they all the same person? Um, they, I mean, the character is the same, but the names are different. So they pretty much reinvented this character. Oh, like, so three they'll be times. like El Diablo. So like they have the golden age names. El Diablo, right? And right. Then that he died or whatever, and but this other guy came and took up, right. the, took up the title. So the one that Jay Hernandez is going to play, he is the third El Diablo, and his name is um, uh, Chantel Santana. Okay. And he was created by um. Jay Meets and Phil Hester, and he appeared in. Um, he actually appeared in a short limited series called El Diablo Number One, um, and that was in <laughs> Just 2008. Just gotta introduce him real quick. Right, right, and he he's an ex-convict, but he developed or he had these abilities for like fire and natural, yeah, and using yeah. natural elements and things like that. And so, of course, he can. Tr- fire so he that's can shoot why. fire but it's it's he does it's not he creates the fire right himself. right it's he, not yeah it's he, not like a jet or something he, right right this is just within him and gotcha. so um magic and, fire yes and so he was briefly introduced in 2008 but then he developed more within the when new 52 began in suicide squad volume four uh, and quick so question yes. did all three of them have the same power yes through the same means they all had magic right power. right are they related no according to they're all they're all el diablo but i think they just it's kind of like with the the rick flag um Mm -hmm. how his father was the first one and then he had his son but then they kind of reinvented rick flag but they still kept within the story Mm -hmm. but they're not related they're not but just it's three guys who mystically have the same magic power (laughs) okay all right no i mean hey it's comics right and so because comics next (laughs) (laughs) and but but yes so he was in the new 52 um and he was part of bell roof prison and he is going to be in the 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 most wanted series of boomerang so okay you should pick that up if you're interested in that character um which i think that's kind of a cool character He he seems cool Right. Um, and there, and then the next character to talk about, um, I think, and I have a theory, and I think other fans do too, but of course with Suicide Squad, as we talked about, the theory is you go on these missions and you might die, right. which that's that's why they're called that's suicide the missions. Yeah. Exactly. And so in, in most of the volumes and incarnations of Suicide Squad, there's at least one character that does die. Oh, there there usually is wow okay um so and so a lot of people within that have a theory which i kind of agree they think that the next character slipknot 
my die. <laughs> I've never heard of him. So my well, first of all, exactly. My theory is yes, probably. <laughs> um, and uh, and he's played by Adam Beach. Which it's, I have to ask the obvious question: any relation to the band? Oh, I uh, no, no, okay. it is not. Right. <laughs> Just curious. No, I don't. I don't think so. <laughs> Slipknot, the band may have taken some influence from Slipknot the character. I have no idea. You, you never know. Who is this guy? <laughs> um, well, he was created by Jerry Conway, and he debuted in Fury of Firestorm 28, which is another kind of obscure comic. But that was in 1984. So he's a yes. relatively new character. Okay. And um, according to kind of the who's who, which I, I love reading who's who, you have the little origin stories and bios. Um, he was a... Um, a chemist from the South and he was the called South. the South, the, the American South, the American okay. South. Yes. <laughs> I, I, South Africa. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Um, and his civilian name is Christopher Weiss, I believe. And he created this. I knew a Christopher Weiss. You did? Sure. Oh, did he, uh, was he a chemist as well? No, I mean, this um, was in high school. He might be one now. <laughs> he might, was he into chemistry? Sure. I don't know. You don't know. He I have it, maybe. <laughs> um, so he developed this substance. It's kind of like a glue type substance that he wanted to apply to ropes to make them unbreakable. So like he wanted to okay. strengthen ropes. Sure. And, like, um, sure. Yeah. So kind of that's the, that. So he liked ropes, I suppose. <laughs> that's what he deployed. <laughs> it to that. Uh, you know, that's We're going to have to thing. put an explicit one on this one. <laughs> Who doesn't um, like ropes? And anyway. so, uh, for some reason, he saw this. So he started making knots, and then well, he was like, well, yeah, "I can make he, a slip knot." Right. Well, he made these ropes, and they were unbreakable. <laughs> and he said that he's turning into like this life of crime, and is using these ropes, for, like you know, to commit crimes and so to be he's, bad. So, and so he shows. Let me, let me walk. Let me let me see if I get this straight. This okay. guy like rolls into a bank, <laughs> and is like lassoing people. <laughs> And he's like, now you're in my unbreakable rope and I can bind you and do whatever I want. And then I can steal the money and run away and you can't get out of my ropes because... So he has to lasso someone quicker than they can draw a gun. Pretty much. So he's pretty fast. Yeah. But, and so he becomes, (laughs) and so he becomes Slipknot. It's kind of like uh, Spider-Man. Maybe he's got rope shooters like (laughs) Spider-Man. I mean, he must. Like... And and he must have pre-cut sections of rope that he just carries with him. So right, it's he... kind of like how uh, uh, Batman has his, you know, his gadget where he shoots out the like the the rope, and then his oh, the grappling rope, hook. yeah, like his the grappling hook, hook. Yes. and then it might be like his ropes could be within those gadgets. He mm. shoots it out, and then ah, interesting. So perhaps, and then even when you saw like the first picture, even some of the pictures of Slipknot in the movie, he has a whole bunch of ropes connected right. to his thing. So his ropes are just—I just think this is so maybe the awesome. BDSM character. <laughs> like I don't know <laughs> the rigor. Anyway, I guess if they changed his name to the Rigger, we'd all we'd all know. Right. Anyway, all right, cool. Slipknot. Uh, right. Good job. And so he does he make Slipknots? He must. Yes. Okay. He does. Um, and so of course after he does all these crimes, he's ultimately arrested, and then he. But yes, his he has like steel ropes, and he's really good at martial arts. Why so would he it's do not steel too- when his other ones are unbreakable <laughs> and presumably lighter. <laughs> Just curious. 
I don't, I we don't know. know. I we don't, don't know. know. No, I think, but I think it's just any rope that he has is just unbreakable. That's his oh, thing. like he gets a rope and then he smears the stuff on right, it and, and he has unbreak- that substance. And he's like, right, so he can continually create the substance. So that he, he should do it with like yarn. <laughs> like he would get all this lightweight yarn and then smear. The it's stuff more efficient because it. you can carry so much. Yeah, more. I mean, then he could get like yarn shooters. Be like Spider Man. Be like, <laughs> like it's super lightweight. <laughs> But it's unbreakable now. Right. Or I guess he could just use thread. Right? He it, could just, it technically, if, if he could just dunk sub- thread in right. and be like, any Pow! type of string, thread, yeah. anything, is, you should be okay. able to. Okay. All right. Now he's getting a little cooler. Right. All it's right. a little bit more interesting, right? It's yeah, not yeah, just, yeah. you know, yeah. Okay. He could use his hair. If, <laughs> if, things, if things weren't going right, he could just whip out some hair and be like, you know, now it's unbreakable. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but um Slipknot does join the original Suicide Squad and like issue in Suicide Squad issue number nine. Okay. Um in like nineteen eighty eight. Welcome to the squad. Right. Slipknot. And um and and he's kind of a minor character, but and then he comes back in like the kind of late two thousands in like volume two of Suicide Squad, and even in that, he loses his right arm because he's in like a bomb explosion on a oh mission. Oh my gosh! And then he now has like this bionic arm for a brief period that of time. That can shoot rope, <laughs> right? Like like a shoot. I but got combined it. with his bionic arm and then the ropes that he has, that's like steel yeah, ropes. Yeah, yeah. Like this. Dude Dude is kind of unstoppable in a way. He could really help. You would like, think. Bion- I would think. You would but think. I would also think <laughs> cannon fodder. Because he's just not as interesting as the other people. Right. Sorry, Slipknot. <laughs> Your band's still good, though. However, in a uh, a story in the Titans Volume 2 in 2011, before New 52 began, he actually went in a fight um, with Tattooed Man, and he died. He was killed. Slipknot. Slipknot, yes. Okay. And he's actually... Who is Tattooed Man? Tattooed Man. I mean, he's a... He's just a man with tattoos? <laughs> it depends. Do because tattoos some tattoos do things? Sometimes, well, it depends on what incarnation is of it, Tattooed is it Man a, is. Sometimes this the must, tattoos... This will... must be an adaptation of Ray Bradbury's The Illustrated Man. Probably. I'm sure. Yeah. It. Like, who else? Tattoo Man... Because the illustrated, <laughs> have you ever read the illustrated? Yes, man? it's it's he's covered it's, in tattoos, and when you look at them, you see different things. Yeah, and sometimes his tattoos, like they either can change or yeah. different things happen. Yeah. yeah, so it's pretty much that version I for, see. for DC. Um, and the only reason can why he send his tattoos to the, like <laughs> do they come off of his body and go get you? Or I've something? seen one version, which was an older version of Tattooed Man, where that could and things like that happen because that's kind of insane. Yeah, because yeah, definitely, and you would think the the earlier these characters are made, the more crazy things they can do. But anyway, the only reason why I think Slipknot might die within this movie, but he might not, they might all survive, but because right now in New 52, I mean, he's not really around. Right. He's one of the few that's like one of the only ones right now that hasn't been in New 52. He didn't this quite character. make it into the country. Right. He's, right. And so I feel that he may not be a major character like the other uh, ones. I think that's a that's a wise so thing. I would say, Good job. <laughs> so I would say he might not he might not make it, but we never know. We'll 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 see. <laughs> I, I think your wise uh your your deduction is probably valid. Good job, Watson. Good job. <laughs> okay, so we're all we're like halfway through. We're almost done. Um in a way. <laughs> kind of. This is good I'll just tell you right now, we're gonna yes. go two hours. That's how it is. Oh. We just hit an hour. Good oh. job. 
Well, I we think kn- we knew this was going to happen when you said eleven <laughs> people. I was like, it's but just not going to happen. But I can't skip any. I don't want them. you to skip anyone. This is this is the Suicide Squad special. Yes. Here we go. It is, and I think hopefully people will get something out of it and know a little bit more about the characters before they go see the movie. Yeah, definitely. That's the goal. That I think that, that is, is achievable. Goal. That's achievable. <laughs> That's achievable. And you're keeping in in in, in true. Uh, publicists or in true promotional fashion you're saving the best for last so if you want to hear about you know exactly. harley quinn and the joker you have to listen you gotta go to the end <laughs> coming back you, coming you told soon. my secret mason right. no, no. i know how it goes <laughs> okay well this next one people know i think people and it's more in a batman flavor thing it's killer croc and so for Batman fans, yeah, I think what's that's... he doing there? <laughs> I mean, I you know he's he's a bad wrestler, and I guess he's killed people, but like, what are you doing in the Suicide Squad? <laughs> okay, uh, and I'm going to try to attempt this now. Um, Killer Croc is played in the movie by Adewale Akinoye Agbaje. I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce the actor's name. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the reign of approval. <laughs> like, I, sure, I, I, good I, job, like, good effort. I, I think so. I, tr- I think I didn't butcher it completely. No, I try not to butcher names because I feel bad because I don't want to do that. I, re- I respect that. Fair. I respect that about you. Good job. <laughs> um, but yes, um, you, it, it's interesting that you would say that because he really hasn't been part of Suicide Squad in comics, right? And up until the dc rebirth suicide squad number one which i feel like i'm really pimping out right now but if you want to read something really current like right now about suicide squad for the movie you should read these comics because it's pretty much because of the film that these characters think so before then killer croc really wasn't part of suicide squad in comics so that's why people are like why is killer croc there and actually, in the Suicide Squad Volume 4, in the New 52, the first volume, King Shark was part of the Suicide Squad. And, and Who is King Shark? <laughs> he's a villain, and he has he like like a shark for He's got a shark for a yeah, head? And, yeah. For a head? For a head. So you look at his head, and it's a shark? Yes, I'm going to find a picture, and I'll show you. Please do, because <laughs> this, this sounds nuts. But I actually read a recent interview. How, does he, how and... is he alive? <laughs> How is he not dead? Does he always have to keep walking forward or he's going to die? I'm just curious. Adam, you're you're an you're an, an aquarium marine biologist. You understand these concerns, right? I mean, so cleans his gills. Does, can he eat anything? I Does mean, he regenerate? I mean, sometimes he's a full shark, and then other times he has shark for a head. But here's a more recent one, and he's pretty much has a shark's body. But see, this is that's like the most recent one. But that this has looks insane. <laughs> this looks like something from a Conan the Barbarian. It's a guy with a hammerhead shark head and then like a muscled body body of of a pro wrestler right what (laughs) how does this guy even exist in the dc universe oh Oh, i think shadow adam's going to shadow adam's gonna say something (laughs) 
So um, most sharks are what's called ramjet ventilators. And for the uh, non-marine biology uh, squad out there, it means they have to keep swimming to pass water over their gills or they can't breathe and they die. But a lot of sharks, like nurse sharks, aren't. But uh, to get back to comics, um, the most recent adaptation that I know of King Shark that looked really cool was in the Flash TV series. That's true. And uh, But he is pretty much 100% CGI. And London, maybe you can elaborate on this. Maybe this was the interview that you were going to talk about. Is the reason he was replaced in the Suicide Squad movie is I'm told David Ayer did not want a CGI character. That is correct. That is exactly why. Because if they did do a King Shark, Thank like you. you said, you didn't know how this could be, even in the comic, because of course comics, they could figure it out. But for he didn't yeah. want anything CGI. So instead of King Shark, they did Killer Croc, which still has a uh, animalistic feel, reptilian sure. and all that. So Similar. that's as close as we can get to something that uh, in that way. So like King Shark, he could eat you just like Killer Croc. His thing is like, oh, he eats people. It's the same type of thing. So that was as close to replacing King Shark to being close to the modern Suicide Squad as we know it in the la- the latest volume in comics. As a, as we so, yes. I just, I just think, <laughs> okay. I mean, I just don't really get the appeal of King Shark, but... but no, he doesn't need water to survive. But he has to keep moving forward. Ramjet <laughs> propulsion. <laughs> Wait, Ramjet gills? Is that what you said? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciated that knowledge, by the way. Which, no, of which, lead, which leads me to one of my all-time favorite quotes, um, ironically from Woody Allen, who I question as a person. But uh, <laughs> there's no denying his writing ability and his um, his. Well, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but um, he, he he had this famous. <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> he had this famous quote that said, "Relationships are like sharks; they have to keep moving forward, or they die." And I was like, wow, Woody Allen, that's that's a gem of wisdom. That's a gem. But now that kind of makes sense. It's right? true. Yeah. yeah. No. I mean, that's how I knew. That's why I was like, right. can he walk? Does he have to keep walking forward? Because, yeah. Interesting. Anyway. That's kind of deep, Mason. It's deep. That's deep moments deep. with history of the Batman. <laughs> But that's true. Okay. Like you're like, where is this going? Right? It's always that question of exactly. like, I enjoy, I enjoy our time together. Where is this going? <laughs> Am I just gonna disappear? Am I gonna ghost? <laughs> anyway, that was a little. That was, a that cheap was an insider thing. Cheap shot. Anyway. Shadow Adam. <laughs> anyway. Okay. 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 We're getting. Okay. Let's go back on track. Or it'll be three hours. What? Okay. What? What's after King Shark? Well, is there anything interesting to even say about this guy? No. I mean, I, the only reason why I, I mentioned King Shark was oh, because. Oh, because we're talking about Killer Croc. Right. Okay. That's why. Well, maybe in an effort to speed things up, we did talk a lot about Killer Croc. We did. Uh, in yes. the in a previous episode about in the, um, in the Jason, Jason Todd, Todd, the Boy Wonder. Yes. Yes. Jinx. Ah. Gotcha. Right. Go ahead. But yes. That's when he debuted in Batman 357 and March 1983. He's a Jerry Conway uh, character. And yes, he appeared within the first time that Jason Todd appeared in comics. And he was created for that storyline. But usually uh, his, well, at least in pre-crisis, or at least within this time, he was a man with superhuman strength and scale-like skin. And it depends on which killer clock you read. Because now sometimes he's just 
a crocodile a that's crocodile. just like, like a man with a crocodile head. exactly but then before he was just a man that kind of had a, like his skin was deformed and looked right like well the that's legit and, there's, right there's so that's a more disease that right, actually the disease that's more yeah. i think almost more believable if I we agree. have to do this well the, my, if, then my question becomes <laughs> who is amputating these animal heads onto human bodies are they in gotham how did king shark even get his shark head <laughs> Is there ever any discussion of that or he just showed up? I don't know. I don't know if they gave an origin to it. I know he j- he does show up within Suicide Squad, but I don't know if they give like a background okay. as to but how he's a he flash becomes... villain. Yes, he's more a flash villain. Okay. So I you know, I will I look that re- up for you basically. I'm not huge on King Shark. I just know I just read him within the Suicide Squad comics, but I don't know anything past okay. how he became You gotta do that. a vlog. Show <laughs> show the picture. It's unreal. Okay. I do. All right. Next. <laughs> okay, so yes. Or King so Croc, yeah. yes, Killer Croc. So yes, he appeared there and he of course is one of Batman's most dangerous villains. Because he's right. he's a huge Sometimes, sometimes he's got a crocodile head. Right, and so, and of course, he was part of uh, Batman Nightfall. He was kind of crocodile. I could even, I could go. I'm sorry to keep harping on this, but I could, I could believe crocodile a little more because at least they're amphibious. Mm-hmm. But sharks are not amphibious. <laughs> this is gonna bother you, land basically. shark. <laughs> also, it would have really bothered you if they kept King Shark in this movie. Uh, would it have bothered you if if they explained it? I would have been okay with it if they were like, I don't know, uh, a magic spell went bad and he was grafted with a shark. But I I won't lie. The whole time I would have been like, (laughs) (laughs) like, oh my God. Like, that's not a... Well, I probably would have. I probably agree with David Ayer. Like the entire CG, like mm-hmm. all CG character, it's hard to pull off. Right. And unless they have an interesting aspect to them, like a really interesting aspect to them, like you know, Gollum. Right. Right. You know, you're just not gonna. You're not gonna you follow it. You have to really pull it off with however, have, whatever the dialogue is. Yeah, you just have everything. To, well, you have to have it a reason to... to really want to invest in the character, and right. I just don't see king shark <laughs> as being able to pull that off like, that, i was a minnow once right right what are what's a baby shark are they they're not minnow are they calves no, what? they're just they're just, they're oh, just once a shark always a shark <laughs> when you're a shark you're a shark till you're whatever. <laughs> but anyway so that yeah, was it right show. the jets and the sharks west side story yeah all right yeah i think so yeah yeah okay okay Yes. All right, okay. go ahead. Uh, but Sorry. yes, so, yes. Uh, I'll take that Killer out. Shark. Uh, killer Shark. <laughs> no, no, no Killer Croc. You're not going to take that out? I'm not going to take that out. <laughs> That's fine. It's too I, much time to I go could find own, it. I could own out to it. It's totally fine. But yes, he was. He became more popular in the animated series, Batman animated series, I think, yes. as a character. Oh, yeah, no. The, and so, the animated series saved a lot of stuff. No, man. definitely. And yes, while Killer Croc was part of the secret society of supervillains and, and kind of villain teams like that he wasn't technically in any suicide squad um volume team until the one that comes out today that you should pick up you should check out so i I think one of the major reasons why he's in the movies to replace the king shark who was in the jets and the sharks yes Yes, to replace that but i think killer croc is kind of an underrated character i think he's kind of cool kind of 
interesting. He's okay. I mean, I, I, I don't have any don't problem with him. Yeah, I, don't, so. I wouldn't say he's underrated. Like, he's a crocodile-esque wrestler who, <laughs> who atta- occasionally attacks people. And in the animated series, I can't speak to the comics, but in the animated series, he's a, he's portrayed as kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just croc right. goes here and does this right. and uh And I think in the, in the comics, they kind of develop him a little more, which is cool. But I do like the makeup and how um, he looks in the film. It looks it does pretty. Look very, it does look very interesting. Crazy, I haven't seen which is cool. uh, too much of it because he's walking around in a hood the whole time. But it does look it does look <laughs> pretty, pretty awesome, I have to say. Oh, hey, wait. I have, I have a picture. You know, oh, here we go. Because actually on, oh, the, my God. on the blog right now wow. on uh, Instagram, that I'm doing a Suicide Squad week where I'm talking about in depth oh, all these characters. Okay. So I have tons of pictures of all the characters on my phone. Oh, okay. So that's why I'm like, I have a picture of this him. is really impressive makeup, right, man. Right, isn't it? The makeup like, is crazy. This is practical, right? This isn't CG? Yes, exactly. I think so that's way better than this. apparently, you can look at the... Um, Entertainment Weekly has a, a photo. Yes, for they have all the character you posters. you put it on the blog. This is on the blog. Oh, yes, of course. Um, but yeah, this is fat. This is right? amazing. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm impressed. So I'm I impressed. think that's really... That's way better than Sharkhead. Right, I think way. this is way better than anything they could do with CGI. I would think. <sighs> It's, because sometimes it's CGI about, it's comes about, off as cheese. I agree with you, and it comes cheese. into it comes into how much time and money are you willing to put into it, right? And you know, but it, it's basically five hundred dollars a second. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's probably a thousand dollars a second now. Oh, oh that's so even worse. It's basically you know you you have your a thousand dollars a second. So how long are they on the screen? How much effort are you willing to put into it? It's you know that's why you look at Iron Man. Iron Man's basically a CGI character. His entire suit is CGI practically. Right for the but films. It, but it looks uh, you know astonishing. Right, right. Because they've dumped millions of dollars <laughs> and, and so millions of hours into it. Yeah. Right. No. So is that better than what they could have done in, with CGI? Probably not. Is it much more practical and also just cooler? Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm a fan of practical filmmaking. Right. Exactly. I agree, Mason. So we will continue on with our... (laughs) And so I'm saving these characters for the end because they're all Batman-related characters. So that's why if you're now familiar with characters, it's like because we're saving them now. So our next one, which you said you liked, is Katana. Yeah, yeah, I do like her. I did a right. little bit of research about her because when I saw her in the trailer, I had no idea who she was. Oh, yeah. And um, she's actually pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. She is a, um, excuse me, she's a basically samurai-esque mm-hmm. warrior who right. was married, right. uh, had a, she's a Japanese woman who was married and had mm-hmm. a, a, a husband and children, and then I guess they were assassinated but she's got this mystical sword right. that allows her to to speak with the dead, mm-hmm. essentially. And so that I was like, "Cool, you're awesome." And I know that she's um, she's off and on with the Suicide Squad, but I got the impression that she's not actually a criminal. She's on there for like I don't know personal reasons. Right, right. She yeah. is. She differs from the other, and you can even see it in some of the clips or trailers. She's not 
a, a the the normal bad guy that's in this group right and, and like she's, she's kind helping, of neutral right right she's helping rick flag and amanda oh, Waller. Okay. like so she's not necessarily a bad guy she is lethal i mean she, with that oh. sword oh, yeah? <laughs> yes okay so maybe that's the edge that's like okay you're willing to kill people with that sword yeah. so you may Let's not go. be a goody goody but right. <laughs> but you're but right she's not hardcore like el diablo who's an ex-convict or anything like yeah, that you. yeah so, yeah no she's got her own thing and I, right. I found out um she has like a whole comic book series it's interesting she, yeah. uh, she's she's worth checking out no definitely she she's a cool character and she is going to be played by karen fukuhara who this is her first film whoa which is major yeah. right it's like Congrats. come out with a bang yeah good job <laughs> so i think that's really cool yeah i hope it works so, out yeah. this ties back into what we were talking about no uh no leads for asian actors uh we talked uh, we talked about this extensively on my um yes. anime attic show because and you check that out yeah it's check, pretty deep no it, it is it's a no, good it's, episode it's, yeah it's pretty good yeah um but we talked about how there were no leads, no lead work for Asian actors. And mm-hmm. why is that? It's an interesting concept. Yeah. But anyway, so this is, so, I'm so pleased. Yeah, so that, that is pretty cool, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. And I assume she brings it. Yeah. And she looks awesome. Yeah. Her costume is a little different than in the comics. Yes, it is. And a lot of people had op- opinions about that. What were the opinions? <laughs> they, they, well, they didn't like the fact that it didn't match. And I think it's. It a, is kind of a. It's but pretty drastically different. It is, but if you think about, like I said, most of these characters, if you just watch the movies, right. you don't know any different. No, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Like as an introduction, sure. But that, I, I think that's fine as an introduction. Sure, if you really like the character, like right. if you read all the comics she's been and everything, you're like, <gasps> they did it. They did it wrong. They did it. But quote I have unquote, to, I mean, wrong. Yeah, I mean, I have to agree with you. It's it's a numbers game, and and they're just uh, they're going to disenfranchise thirty thousand of you so that three million will yes. be fine and that and that's hollywood <laughs> <laughs> welcome welcome to hollywood and i think that's a that's one thing that um i i don't like to use it but quote-unquote fanboys do it's like they're mm-hmm. like oh if it's not exactly like the comics i always read oh it sucks or it's not this or it's not that that's and- interesting uh, we've i've encountered that um, at Comic-Con, one of the things I overheard was a rather in-depth discussion about Wonder Woman's new uh, costume in yes. the film mm-hmm. and whether it was good or bad. And I think it's awesome, right? but it is not a faithful reproduction no, to the thing, mm-hmm. to the, you know, to the real one. Right. And um, I'm curious about that. I understand why they did it, but then again... They redesigned Batman's suit every, every film, film and Spider-Man's suit every film and, and Superman's suit every right. film. No one says it. Well, and I actually, at that point, because... they're all like, oh, I can't wait to see the new suit. Right. So where's the line? I think it's because with Wonder Woman, at least on film, it's been about 30 years <laughs> True. since we've seen Wonder Woman in live action. Well, they had the failed pilot, right? Yeah. Did you see it? Yeah. How'd you find it? Eh. <laughs> illegal <laughs> all right well was it good i mean it, it was all it was all right. I, I i don't really you would be the perfect one to ask my sister i recently saw my sister okay <laughs> she was pretty livid she's a wonder woman fan okay. huge linda carter fan yes is very upset that linda carter is not Wonder Woman's mom in the film ah yes i've heard that complaint but 
I I have to think that they're going to give her a cameo of some sort. I actually Do you heard, have any I actually heard they're not that? going to give her a cameo in the movie. What? <laughs> but why not? I have heard that she is now the president yes, in Supergirl. Yes, she is the president in Supergirl. Which is fine. But in, but, but, it's, not but it's not Wonder, Wonder Woman. Woman. Right, right. I can't believe no, that they're I heard not going to give her a not cameo. Her a cameo. Why? I don't know why. I don't know why. I'm a. I'm shocked. <laughs> so, and I thought I'm they would shocked. at least do that. I did think that they would give her some type of. There might be some. Uh, Shadow Adam Shadow has Adam. indicated that, to be fair, <laughs> Adam West has never gotten a cameo in the Batman films. But is that true? Well, yeah. Not, not None in, of them? Not in live action, no. Hmm. Not at all. Hmm. No. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. But, I'm forced to forced <laughs> to on that point. But I still I still but stick Linda Carter. But I still stick with my argument that while Batman's suit has always changed everything, there's been now eight different live action Batman in the course of Batman history, and we're just getting uh, this one, like the second <laughs> on big screen right. one. So and it's been such a big gap. Uh, and, sure. I don't know, but I still would have liked. Maybe there's going to be an Easter egg or something really tiny, like that points to Linda Carter in the movie, perhaps. But I heard like that a, she is not a lunchbox. <laughs> like a, I don't a Wonder know. Woman lunchbox. I don't know how they would do it. Um, but yes, I did hear that she is not going to have a cameo. So That's really unfortunate. Hopefully, they'll change that. Maybe they're lying. <laughs> You know, like Game of Thrones was like, no, Jon Snow's dead. He's not in season six. Check IMDb. He's not there. Like, and everybody was like, oh, no, he's really dead. And I was just like, this is BS. So I would imagine. So maybe. I I know that people don't like change. But of course, in my mind, even though I. (laughs) People don't. They don't. I will say this. I'm glad that she's the president in Supergirl. And I think think that means that she can cross over in this new crossover world that the CW is building with Supergirl, right. Flash, Arrow. Green Arrow. So you know they're going to have other... Legends of Tomorrow, all that. Yeah, yeah. Legends of Tomorrow. That was yeah, the other yeah. one. So she's going to be around. I love Linda so Carter. Oh, I love her too. She and, was and a, she great. Is, right, and she's still Wonder Woman for me. Yes. And, <laughs> Even though I and, really like... And for um, most... Gal Gadot's. Oh, I, I mean, really... I do. Gal Gadot's amazing. It's like... But like Linda Carter. Linda Carter. Yeah, I mean, oh, my man. sister, me, my friend Danielle. <laughs> shout out, Danielle. We, we all love Linda Carter yes. as Wonder Woman. And I will say this. There was an account that I heard that they saw Linda Carter in in person mm-hmm. and she's apparently more beautiful than on screen. Which <laughs> I know, is, I have seen recent photos of her. Is she still gorgeous? Oh, still. Yeah, but I'm but, saying think back. Just, right. Apparently she she would show up in the room and everybody would just be like, oh, like you're unearthly attractive. <laughs> like the, the camera that, does not do you she's justice. Wonder Woman. Yeah. She should be. There you go. Wonder Woman. <laughs> but I, again, let me go back. I, I do like Gal Gadot's. Yeah, I do like, too. I'm really excited for the new it. Wonder Woman She looks Woman amazing. Film. Her hair, whoever did her hair is amazing. And yeah, but she's stunning. Can I tell you my favorite part of the Wonder Woman thing? Yes. It's um, it's very small, very brief, but like it's when she's coming out and she's getting ready to to fight, and she does the double tap of the sword on the shield. Oh, she's yeah. like boom, boom, let's right. go. And I was just like, this is oh, now I'm pumped. The few scenes with her using the lasso and how it glows—that just is amazing. CGI. 
I know, but that looks so good. I, yeah, it does because they put because they ton of time made and it money like glow, it. and it's like yeah. Oh no, it's great. I love. But this Jesus goes back to what I was talking about with the BDSM thing, like Wonder Woman. <laughs> well, yes, is and that originated as a BDSM. Well, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about it. <laughs> we will, and I'm sure in a later episode we'll do a Batman Wonder Woman kind of focus or oh, talk cool. more about Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a future show for sure, especially yeah, since yeah. the 75th, and 75th she's awesome. Is coming. Yes, so. Right. We will Wait, is definitely... the 75th coming or did it already happen? It's coming at the end of this year, but they're starting it now. Okay. Because all you. the promotion for the movie starting of course, now. Of course. So yes, it'll be all throughout the end of this year and next year. Cool. <laughs> I'm down. Yes. Well, anyway, she, it looks amazing. I'm Yes, pumped. I am excited too. But yes, so if you, she said a lot about Katana already, but brief, just she was created by Jim Aparo and mm-hmm. Mike W. Barr, and she actually appeared... Um, first in the Brave and the Bold 21983, but she was also an uh, outsider in Batman and the Outsiders and appeared in the first issue. What is the Outsiders? This was at, at least it's like the- Batman running with a gang. Well, it's kind- you're my outsiders. Kind of. It's like Batman has this team of like, oh, here, is like that, people. Is that like yeah. Early Batman Incorporated? In a way. It's not. Uh, uh, it's not franchising on Batman, but yeah, it's kind of like there's this group. Yes, and right. I did hear about this because she was she was part of it, and then she left. Right. Yes. Okay. And so she was actually part of the a Batman title when she was first introduced. But like, what happened in that title? I mean, even, oh, it kind of yeah, it, it, nothing. It, I mean, who's gonna <laughs> read Batman and the Outsiders? <laughs> Like, what kind of title is that? Because at first, it was Batman left the Justice League because he didn't like what they were doing. And he's like, I'm going to start my own thing. Oh. And it was a very brief period. I bet. Well, why did he leave the Justice League? (laughs) Because they, uh, I know there was like a particular story. He he runs the JLA, by the way. Like, this is really, this is really interesting to me. There are different incarnations of batman there's different aspects of batman where if you read like world's finest Mm -hmm. he and superman are like buddy buddy like i'll get you next time buddy (laughs) haha like Mm -hmm. whatever and then there's the justice league version Mm -hmm. where they freaking worship him (laughs) he's like a demigod to them they're like i read this one story where they're like is he here yet has he come did you talk to him about this and then it's batman and like I get it, like he's an amazing man, but like he he rules the Justice League. It's so weird, right? Considering all of the other members in the Justice League are right. these are literal like gods, yeah. And have these but they're just like, powers. but Batman can figure anything out. He's mm-hmm. smarter than all of us combined, which I just Batman's don't buy. Heavily respected. For look, he can be respected, this. but I mean, this is but like, the way they treat him sometimes. Yeah, in certain they're just stories. Like, I mean, no, no, it like, is they, interesting. It they is. don't, they you don't would... take a piss without telling him <laughs> what's up and getting his okay. Right. Which I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> anyway, right, but yes, so she first appears. So why did in... he leave real quick? Why did he leave the Justice League? He just he was like, what were they doing that he didn't agree with? They were part. I forgot what the. Oh, I London! I, w- I did not prepare myself for this, but I just know that right. he <laughs> that right. he left for a period of time for, for personal reasons. Yes, okay. for personal reasons. All right. um, Moving on. So, but yes, yeah, so we learned about Katana and that she is a Japanese martial artist, and her name is a uh, Tatsu Yamashiro. Yes. 
and she uh, loses, uh, and she has lost both of her parents. Right. And, and um, she has um, to deal with like, and she has, she does have like a lover or a husband, but they have, but he's dealing in like a sword fight or, or the fight. They have to fight each other with a sword. And then this fight has now makes the sword called the soul taker. And, Tatsu has this sword and you learn that with when whenever someone is killed with this sword it takes the soul takes their soul so that's why it's a soul taker yeah the sword so, right absorb. and but then she can talk with them right right and so she learns uh she becomes like she learns under a samurai master and she learns all the martial arts and she becomes this pretty kick-ass character and she that's so she's her weapon of choice is a sword which you a see katana. in the right which you see in the movie too and that'll be her main uh weapon of choice and she has worked um is is part of the outsiders how long that lasts and she works with other heroes like black lightning and geoforce and she hasn't the, officially the league <laughs> right and just like uh killer croc she hasn't officially been part of a suicide squad at least as a task force x member so it's kind of the same thing we'll see in the movie well, I, like i when i read when i read about her they said that she had joined several times like off and on yeah but it, it's like but she helps them but she's not a criminal i right. think that's why when you. they say she hasn't been part of it is because she's she hasn't like been in prison and then she's taken out of prison right, to right. do these missions right, right. so she's not technically like a legit member it's like gotcha. she, she's she, free, does, she's she doesn't freelance. have the cred to be <laughs> the cred. she doesn't have the street cred but like, I just I just <laughs> murdered people and got away with it. Sorry. <laughs> but right. So she has been part of Outsiders. And even for a period of time in the JLA, which was in New 52, briefly done by Amanda Waller as well. Mm. Um, and so she's been a part of certain teams. And you will see her, I'm pretty sure, in the DC Rebirth Suicide Squad number All right, one. Here come, well, they're probably waiting for the movie to come out to see, like, what's the crowd reaction? And then maybe we'll see her. Maybe. <laughs> so, yes. So she is an awesome character, and she is getting right, and she's getting a, a, her big screen debut, which I think is awesome. I agree. Yeah, I think, and I mean, a win for Asian actors everywhere. Good exactly. job. Exactly. Right, and this is that that actress's first time, so that like on film, so that's really cool. I think that's. I hope she has rad. a lot of dialogue. I know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We hope. I don't want her to be a. Token. I don't know. It it's hard because when you think about like this next our our next. Uh, character which is deadshot who was played by will smith. will smith first of all will smith is like top billing because it's will smith of course now it's he's, will smith he's one of the best it's our, our last three are deadshot harley quinn who's played by margot robbie yes. and and joker who is jared leto but and Joker's... those are our three those are our three top billing things so okay. you would figure okay they'll have the most on yeah. air on screen <laughs> on screen yeah. time yes you and know? they do Right. right, I would figure because I mean all the trailers and all the all the commercials right, kind of feature right, them. Right, and so and I think all of the the core members that are in this film will, of course, have their own part and we'll get to know them somewhat and things like that, which is great. But mm -hmm. of course, the next our last three that we're going to talk about, they're they're the major. They're the the headliners. Right. So here's what I know about Deadshot. Mm -hmm. Um, he never misses. <laughs> for something like he's an assassin right 
and he never misses. <laughs> and he's a Batman. Like Batman's gone up against him a couple of times. Oh yeah, I mean, because surprisingly, is considered... he misses Batman. Right, just like in that story I talked about when Amanda Wall is like, "Oh, I have your fingerprints, right. and I'll, I'll I'll expose you." When he goes up against Deadshot, like Deadshot points at him with with all his gun and everything, right. and Batman like dodges <laughs> out of his eyeline and then punches him in the <laughs> face. And, and you're like, Whoa. you're like, I thought you were a dead shot. What's up? <laughs> oh, well, we could talk about. We'll talk about that. You know, when you come on Anime Attic and talk about Gotham Knight, because in, in one of the episodes he faces off against Deadshot, exactly. and it's crazy. It's kind it, of like that. Oh, it's crazy. Deadshot's like. <laughs> I have to assassinate this target. So he like hang glides in and like does triple somersaults off the hang glider, like falling past the window and is like, (laughs) you know, right between the eyes. No problem. Everyone's like, oh my God. But then he's up against Batman. He's like unloading at him. And Batman's just like, you missed, you missed. (laughs) (laughs) So crazy. Because he's Batman. But then, so does that mean that Deadshot can, like any super person can defeat Deadshot? Like, I mean, how... I didn't think that he was that big of a character. He well now he's um, isn't it riddle me this isn't his only isn't his like rise to fame basically because he hooked up with Harley Quinn. In the comics, that I mean, at least for a lot of people, that's one of the things, and that's why in the movie, especially when we saw things like uh like the the on set like photos and stuff like that and yeah. and and harley and deadshot are talking or they're playful stuff you're like oh he's trying to get in that yeah. joker's territory oh, and everyone's yeah. like ah yeah but yes because in, he totally did because he totally did yes in uh in volume four of, of suicide squad yes they do have a, a sexual well, relationship. As I as I said, it, I saw assault on Arkham. And, and yes, they, they totally they do, hook up. They in do that. hook up in that too. Yes, and that's based off of the comics. Yeah, so the definite modern Suicide Squad. Yes, they do have a thing for sure. So who knows? I don't know if they're even going to play with that in this movie, or is oh, it just sure going to be Harley are. and Joker. I don't know. No, I'm don't sure know. they are because. Um, sure. Well, a it's just a good story point, but oh, of b. Will Smith and Margot Robbie have already been romantically linked in two other movies. Right. So I love sure, Focus. That's yeah, Focus movie. was a good one. So you know they're gonna they'll bring it back. <laughs> so, they, well, <laughs> my point being that they know that they have chemistry. Yeah, they have chemistry, and they so can. it would be foolish for a director to not take take advantage of that. <laughs> That's all. Oh, oh, Shadow Adam Shadow coming Adam. from the shadows. Here we go. Hi. So Legend and I have this theory that's probably going to be decried by like at least 90% of the fans. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have an open relationship. I have heard this. <laughs> and so London's theory is that since they've, uh, her, him and Margot Robbie have practiced being intimate so much in film that they maybe have actually been intimate in real life. But of course that's just a rumor. Whose theory is this? This is London's theory that she didn't want to share. This is your they, theory? Kinda. I think that is totally possible. You think that is I possible. I mean it, okay, it's definitely possible. But you think so Will Smith is like, I want you to come back and we'll hook up <laughs> and then my wife doesn't have to know or maybe Oh no, maybe she maybe does she, though. Maybe, maybe she's they in have on that- it. They might have a because they do have an open relationship. Some some open relationships is, that you do know. That's just, true. It is. It is. Uh, it has been referenced in several interviews that Will Smith has indicated that you know, as long as the marriage is stable, there is an understanding between them that 
if you if you feel a physical urge and need to eliminate the urge, there's an understanding there. So that so that sure. could totally pan out. Sure. That is a possibility. Yeah. I, think. I could yeah. That could be something. Sure. I could buy that. <laughs> I mean, Margot Robbie could basically have anybody she wants. Although I did hear that she was so nervous for her sex scene with Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street, the Wolf of uh-huh. Wall Street that she had to do shots before the sex scene because she was so terrified of being naked in front of DiCaprio, which is just hilarious because she's like beyond supermodel hot. And in that movie, at that point, DiCaprio was like this pudgy dad bod <laughs> like cokehead i mean in, in the film right right and i was just like you don't need to be afraid to be in front of that but anyway well hey well so yeah i would uh, all right i'll so you're that's just we're just talking i can about neither in the comics i can neither confirm nor deny your theory it, right, it, it is either. it is plausible <laughs> it, it is plausible, plausible. Yes. that's all i'm saying it is possible sure. i i don't think that's too Oh, oh yes. Shadow Adam is reminding me that I did just see Wolf of Wall Street for the first time because I hadn't seen it. And I saw it like oh, a few weeks ago. And I really okay. liked it. I liked it. I thought it was fun. It's fun. It's a fun movie. It's a little crazy. Yeah, it's Scorsese. <laughs> you know, that's, that's his deal. Yeah. He does crazy stuff. Okay. So a little bit about Deadshot since. Yeah. Where did he come from? Actually, he first appeared in a Batman book and he went up against Batman because he is technically a Batman villain. Okay. Yeah. So, but he missed. He, <laughs> exactly. Um, and but he, his... but he's hyped up to be like the most dead shot dude, <laughs> right? I mean, kind of like Bullseye and Daredevil, yeah. Right, and so, and in, in at least in pre-crisis, and I, I'm assuming this story still sticks. He he had a really bad like childhood because he accidentally killed his <laughs> brother with like. The gun. With a projectile. Yeah, huh? so but in his like, don't, throw, civil- the, don't <laughs> throw that rock at me. Oh, you got me in right in the hypothalamus. Oh, you're such a dead shot. And so and got so, his name. Uh, well <laughs> dead shot. Yeah. yeah. And so uh so Floyd Lawton, that's his civilian name. He of Floyd course Lawton. and so he turns to crime after this horrible event. How old was he, he? Well, I mean well, he was young when he killed his brother, but he grew up and just was like no, I'm he good. was like life is like so, the life of so others are meaningless became, to me. Right. So he debuted in Batman Fifty Nine from July nineteen fifty. So he's a very he's a classic like golden age character. He was created by Bob Kane, David Vern Reed. I, I mean, he's, this is so fascinating because I've never. Heard, I mean, I, I've heard of him vaguely. Right, right. Like, but he he has all but, this rich history. Right, but the thing is, he wasn't like a let's say Joker or Penguin and things that appeared in Batman comics all the time. It was right. here and there, but he has been around for a very long time. And but he sounds like he's easily defeated. Well, <laughs> yes, but he is a hired assassin, so he has he does have the skill to just uh, and usually he has two guns on his wrist and he has and you know he has the the like the yeah he has like a monocle that's yeah, actually so, a sharp shooting thing. Although right, I noticed that Will Smith does not have that, or if he does, it's not on very he often. He has kind of uh, oh, I, don't, I don't I I did have a picture on here, but I like the way that. Uh, I'm showing you. I'm showing Mason a picture now of what uh, Deadshot looked like 
He's the one with the top oh my hat. God. That's what he looked like in that issue when he first debuted. That... He, he's just in a tuxedo. <laughs> in a he tuxedo. looks like a magician with two pistols. <laughs> he, he has a he's tuxedo. He's got the he white has like gloves. a domino mask. He has yeah. gloves and then a gun. Boom. That's hilarious. That is dead shot. That's very cute. <laughs> very quaint. He's yes. not, not at all Will Smith. He's also right. white. Yes. Right. And so the character definitely has uh, evolved in terms of the way he looks for a while and but yes, yes he's part of batman's rose gallery he's been um a part of of course he was part of suicide squad the original one the one that came out um in that legend series uh in 1987 uh he was one of the first that rick flag chose and he's also been a part of the secret six and other um villain rogues and does he have any other power aside from being being an assassin a target no like a targeter or a sharpshooter. I'm sorry. No, I mean he can do like hand to hand combat if needed, but right. there's he doesn't have any super quote unquote. So he's super not like powers. bullseye, right? Like, like bullseye can literally like I don't know, close his eyes and spin around four times and throw something and hit it dead center. Right. I mean he may have that accuracy. They might put that in there where he could do a flip and a turn and right. He has that <laughs> style when right. he is being an assassin but in terms of just the superpower anything of yeah. that nature okay. no he is so he's just, just extremely well trained he is extremely well trained yes I gotcha. and okay. so he is so he was part of the new 52 suicide squad which we mentioned and of course he has that uh, relationship with Harley. yeah and i again i'm and gonna that argue that that's what put him on the map like before that he was just this cameo right, right. and then there was that infamous scene uh i believe you were telling me about it where he, I don't know what happened. Harley Quinn's got him tied up mm-hmm. and puts the face oh, and puts of the Joker's jo- uh, cut off skinned face. Skinned off yes. face on him. And he's yes. like, don't do it. But she totally does. Yes. And then I assume <laughs> rapes him in the chair. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, they, well, they don't show, I'm sure they don't show it, but, but that's the implication, that's right? She's implied. like, I want to yeah. look at you. Yeah. So it's, it's, a, I mean, Harley's kind of twisted in many ways. As we talked as about. We discussed. And yeah. We, we'll, if you want to check out episode 28, we go deep. Yes. On apparently Harley that's, which that's, is great. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. check, check it out. <laughs> Good feedback. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. So, he's in, in that. It's one of our most issue, popular episodes. Which is great. Woo. Yeah. So, Harley, she's magical. She's magical. Ma- so, magical. <laughs> so, so, Deadshot is going to be not only in the DC Rebirth Suicide Squad number one, but he's also in a uh, six-issue miniseries, which is already... Um, happened that is Suicide Squad Most Wanted Deadshot and Katana which Mason you might actually be interested oh, in that oh yeah yeah and that it sounds... focuses on those two so you might so they like go off and do yeah, their... they I have... wonder if they hook up <laughs> like I don't, know. I don't know about Deadshot's appeal but that's I think is pretty interesting that does sound interesting yeah. I, w- I definitely want to check that yeah, out yeah so yes yeah, so if you want to check out Deadshot right now but yes he's been in he's been mentioned in animated series he was in the Arkham origins video game as a boss right, to a boss fight villain. and things like that so Where he, he missed yes <laughs> so he is definitely considered a batman villain i okay. would suppose but yeah i think it's pretty cool but back me up if yes. he hadn't hooked up with harley quinn would he be in this movie Mm, I don't know. Yeah, maybe only if because he maybe was it, in suicide in the kind of like the boomerang, squad, but like he, he'd be like boomerang. Yeah, <laughs> or what's his name, boomerang Jack? 
Boomerang? Boomerang? Captain Boomerang? Captain Boomerang. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he'd be like Captain Boomerang. Like he's kind of been around, but he hasn't done much, but hooking up with Harley Quinn. Right. And I think that definitely put um, an interesting aspect to that character. People were like, oh, he hooked up with Harley Quinn. And Harley Quinn is, of course, beloved. And that is who our next now person we're talking is. About her. <laughs> if you want a real in depth one again, check out episode 28. But let's, you got anything new? I, I know. It's like, <laughs> I mean, she's played by Marco Robbie, right. who is astonishing. I did, I had doubts that she was going to be able to pull it off because I'm so in love with the Arlene Sorkin character Mm -hmm. and the Arlene Sorkin portrayal. Right. But I have to say, she, I I saw some clips at Comic-Con and Mm -hmm. I saw a trailer. Yes. And, you know, she kind of pulled it off. I also heard that she did all of her own stunts. That, I saw that too. She yeah, did, yeah. yeah which is which rad. I was like that. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> like I, mm-hmm. I can tell you uh, from experience that I've been on sets where actors have gotten hurt because you know they're not fully trained, right. and unfortunately, I didn't have the budget for stunt doubles. <laughs> but but and people got hurt. Like it's it's no joke. So you know when the star is willing to do their own stunt, that's, that's cool. Impressive. But it's also a huge risk to the production because if something goes wrong, you know they're screwed. Right. Like there's no there's no other Margot Robbie. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. But anyway. So oh, Shadow just, Adam. Oh, Shadow Hi, Adam's Shadow coming Adam back. Again. Just another note about uh, London's personal life, or my personal life, because I'm her husband. If you ever wanted to look onto that, I'm obviously not allowed to cheat on my wife. But London tells, tells me that if I ever get an offer from Margot Robbie, that I'm good to go. So she's on your pass list. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, Which I am totally fine with. This is true. You're, you're totally fine with, with that. that it, yeah. Cause are I you know. also involved in this? Or are you just like, it's going on in the other room and I don't want to know about it? Mm. I mean, it's Margot Robbie. It's Margot Robbie. I, I, might not, I might not pass on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would. I'd, I would, I'd be there. Yeah, right? That's I mean, fine. I am so not ashamed to say that's that. That's what I'm so. saying. Like, who wouldn't? Because she's and, awesome. And I, Shadow I Adam is a huge fan of this. <laughs> like, you know. So wait a minute. Well, who's your pass then? If you gave him a pass on that, who's your pass? I don't. Will I, Smith. Um, I don't did, think so. No, did, he's cool. You guys not, didn't. You didn't discuss that. You didn't give her a pass. <laughs> no. I'm sure I have one. I just have to think of who would <laughs> be on that you gotta, list. You got to play fair, man. I mean, if she no, gave you I'm a pass, sure. I just. He, of course, I think being a guy already has this list <laughs> thought of. I mean, Mason, don't you have a list? If you had to have a list, I'm sure you have like five uh, women that five. you're like, oh, yeah. Uh, it or would, at well, least one. This is the thing, though. The list is, is a consensual thing. So you, you talk about it with your partner. Right. So I, I currently don't have a partner. Surprise. Um <laughs> But I would, uh, you know, this would be something that but that would we be would something discuss. you would be okay with discussing with yeah your partner yeah absolutely. So. Um, I'm trying to think. Do I have one? Um, not at the moment, but I guess Margot Robbie. Sure, like I would, I would ask but for a pass. But who wouldn't of, with Margot Robbie? Yeah. she's so awesome. Right, she is. I'm trying to think. Is there anyone else that's like I'm really like? Oh man, I wish I could get with, and like my well, this, my significant other would have to be okay with it. Not really. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like I'm. Just, and it's. I mean, I would have to think about it for myself. Right. I don't. I don't yeah. know off the top of my head. Right. Sure. So, sure. but I, I'm sure there's 
there there's some 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 guys or some guy i'd be like yeah sure but anyway totally superior once again to the husband <laughs> but but these this is all just in good fun so viewers <laughs> i'm not just trying to look for other people to sleep with and things like that right let's not uh of course think about that yes. anyway <laughs> so yes we've talked about harley quinn a lot on this show yeah we did and i love talking about her let's I talk know. about She's her some awesome. more so of course as we've discussed she is one of the few characters that appeared outside of comics and debuted there before coming into the uh, i guess what i find interesting canon. is that you volunteered giving adam a pass like he didn't ask you about it you were just like you know what margot robbie you get a pass. yeah we talked about i don't know what we were yeah, talking you brought about. it up you did apparently i guess i'm trying to remember the conversation i mean maybe <laughs> well you guys are you know i just find that fascinating because normally the guy brings it up like you know if i you know i think the conversation I... went something like oh yeah if i could be a margarita i would and i'd be like you know what i i a-okay that and you know uh, what okay. and i think it was something like that there i don't think i was just like hey yeah. you know what you should do if you get the chance <laughs> i've been thinking about <laughs> i've been this, thinking about this all night and you know what i thought fair no, enough i think that's pretty much how the conversation fair enough you're probably right <laughs> that makes much more sense to my my brain okay, okay. please continue uh, yes. i'm sorry anyway i think <laughs> Uh, I think Margot Robbie's going to pull it, man. I think she's yeah. going to, you know, adequately bring the character. And I'm very excited to see, like, her interpretation. And I have to say, um, although I prefer, in my heart of hearts, the original version, because I prefer Arlene Sorkin, um, you know, Margot Robbie in these punk rock cutoffs with a baseball bat running around <laughs> is you know pretty awesome right i have right. to say i'm i'm a fan so i'm i'm curious to see how she goes and i'm also and i've mentioned this before i'm pretty much only going to see that i'm i'm, I'm i want to see suicide squad pretty much only to see uh, margot robbie's portrayal of harley quinn and also jared leto's uh, portrayal of joker mm -hmm. that's pretty much the only reason i'm going to see it yeah and i think that that is the only reason it got made um, <laughs> is because they were like, and then once it once it has gotten made, um, and they've already are seeing this pretty rabid reaction of fans to the the Harley Quinn character. That's why Harley Quinn's next movie already got greenlit. Right, exactly. So you know this is because if you think about it, if they did not have. Harley Quinn or even Joker in this film, would the reaction be anywhere near the same? Let's say it was just Will Smith and Viola right. Davis, right. Who's, yeah. who's popular as well. She's popular, but so, not, you know, it's not Harley And it was Quinn. like the Suicide Squad is just that. They're going on more original Suicide Squad, like talked about Rick Flagg, Deadshot, right. Captain Boomerang, Enchantress. It would be the, about who are they fighting who are they going up against like right. if they had to go assassinate wonder woman <laughs> like yeah right it would and have it, to be it would still have to loop into something familiar it would have to be it would they would have to deal with bigger characters it's true yeah, right you're right yeah i'm right. with you so i i agree with the harley quinn and joker are making mo more people I think interested in going to see this movie yeah, because sure. those two characters are extremely popular. Harley Quinn, even more so with the, she has like three different books right now. And just oh, is, she's huge. She's 
huge. She's huge. She's gangbusters. Whoever her publicist is, is just (laughs) nailing it left and right. Right. Because as we've talked about in episode 28 or 29, I can't remember, um, She's actually really messed up, she and is. it's kind of bizarre that people yes. are so but fascinated. People gravitate at, towards and her, and it's just like, why? And we have theories about it in, the, in the show. We talk we about do. it, but anyway, all right. But since you talked about Arlene Sorkin, I actually read uh, or I saw an interview that Margot Robbie did. They're doing all these, you know, the film junkets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. she and they asked her about doing the voice in the film, right? And she said that the to try to get a feel of the character, she, of course, watched episodes of Batman the Animated Series, which is where Harley Quinn debuted. And she was created by Paul Dini and Bruce Timm, Mm -hmm. just a side note. And she said that she did like Arlene Sorkin's interpretation, and she took a little bit of inspiration from Arlene Sorkin's voice, but she felt that if she just did that high pitched tone that Arlen Sorkin did, she wouldn't, it wouldn't come across well in more grounded moments in the film. So she sure. combined. But Arlene- to be fair, Arlene Sorkin, like when Harley Quinn's being serious, Arlene Sorkin like does come right, down right. a couple so, octaves. Um, I, I have a note here. She combined both Arlene uh, Sorkin's voice when things are kind of up and happy and she's being silly. And then for the drama, she actually looked to, um, the film Goodfellas, uh, Karen Hill in the, um, I think her name, Lorraine Bracco. Oh, yes. She combined right. that with, and then Arlene Sorkin, and she molded and then put her own into it. Yeah. And that's, that's the way she sounds. In the, yes. When I saw the trailer or whatever, what what I got was that she did her own interpretation, and it, right. it, it works. For right. her version of the character, For her version, it definitely. works. And yes. I mean, she just, you know, she looks amazing and she's breathing her own life into the character. So that's, you know, speaking to me as, as a young male. Right. No, definitely. And so, yes, yeah, so she debuted an animated series and then we saw her her backstory in The Batman Adventures Mad Love, which came out in 1994. And that's when you learn she is the psychiatrist, Dr. Harleen Quinzel. She falls in love with her patient the joker Joker, and then she turns into this life of crime and becomes harley quinn and people are looking we've seen entertainment weekly photos and certain things where we see her for brief period of time as harleen quinzel she is a doctor and she's talking to joker and then we've seen parts of the film where we see um, Harleen falling into this vat of something and Joker dives in to get her and he picks her up and she's all covered in this blue and pink and so that's oh. like her origin oh in the movie in the movie oh, is that I haven't seen and that. so that was in like the first full trailer I wonder it was like if like they one. did that to give a more distinct reason of why she becomes crazy rather than supporting her like it's almost an imbalance right in a way so in other words if she had stayed sane she wouldn't be attracted to the joker and mm-hmm. his obviously abusive relationship but because of the accident that then it's okay right. and that's why and i respect that yeah, be, and the, rather than show that that she's choosing to be with him have it be a result of of outside actions mm-hmm Interesting. And so actually, that that whole him pushing her into the vat and she oh, her, he pushed her. 
Well, we think so because in the trailer you don't see mm. her pushing, but in there is um in Suicide Squad actually in Volume Four in mm-hmm. New Fifty Two, um it's an Adam Glass story. They give the background for Harley, and it's different than the Mad Love background oh, a little bit. She was still uh, she was still Harley Quinzel, Doctor in Arkham. She falls in love with Joker, and they she helps him escape from Arkham, and then Joker takes her back to the Ace Chemical Plant and he throws her into the same vat that he fell in and then in the comic he oh. drains the vat and then she's at the bottom and she's all Harley Quinn and she's like come here pudding and she kisses him and she's oh, Harley interesting. so in the, in the new 52 origin he creates Harley like a Dr. Frankenstein type thing in a so way. she's she's involuntarily yes and so I this. think that was definitely inspiration for whatever we'll see I agree, and I also think that that was a definite result of the fan outcry, not that there was too much of it, (laughs) of their their relationship is horribly abusive and not a good role model for uh, young people. And... I mean, and we like I said we've touched upon this in the in the past. Yeah, I mean, I, I really, have. I really strongly suggest everyone go listen to episode twenty eight. Because we really did like, <laughs> like have a full on conversation about, about this. But yes, if you want to see this origin, well, it's the story. The the arc is called the Hunt for Harley Quinn, but it's in Suicide Squad Volume Four, Number Seven. If you pick nice. up that comic, you will see him pushing her into the vat all of that and you can even compare that if you look at the trailer or when you go see the movie this weekend Mm -hmm. you can think back to hmm, that i think there are a lot of strong parallels with that story i I would think and i haven't seen the movie but that's what i'm pleased to hear (laughs) that they're making these adjustments Mm -hmm. so i'm very i'm very intrigued about that good job Right. So, yes. Yeah, so we know that she goes into the Batman comic book canon during No Man's Land and the Batman Harley Quinn one shot in 1989. And then she begins or she becomes part of the Suicide Squad for the first time in the New 52 arc that we just talked about. Oh, then origin. that was definitely done yes. because of the film. If you okay. look at Suicide Squad Volume 4 and the squad in that book, it is almost equal to what we will see in the movie. Besides a few, like one or two characters, like yeah. King Shark is Killer Croc. Right, and sure. We don't have Enchantress, but most of them, it's, it's the same. I see. It is the same. Makes sense so i i and one of the main reasons, wait when did assault on arkham come out that happened a long time before hap- new 52 no that came out like two years after new 52 because this book oh. started 2011 oh. assault on Arkham came out like 2013 okay, okay. all right I'm, so, I'm mistaken so okay. that was t- for sure influenced on and even when we did the interview with heath corson that time and he wrote assault I on arkham there. i know you sad, weren't but sad. if you look back at that interview in the episode he does say that that suicide squad was uh influenced uh, right. by that right right, so, right, right. Okay. or they use some of that for that so that so okay. it makes sense yeah yeah good times but yes i am very excited to see harley quinn because of course as we know this is her first live action her first cinematic live action and debut. Every, everything i've seen indicates it's gonna be amazing yes and i i i agree i like the way that she looks in this movie i think it fits with the other characters in the film it's and of course did you see the the clip where it's the easter egg of her gesture i did i saw it on your your blog i did put it on instagram i did and it's her it's her domino outfit right i had explained yes Yes. um 
So yeah, there's but, a little she, Easter egg for people who throws it away. Right, she <laughs> tosses it. But she does hug it like, ah, oh, memories kind yeah, of way. Like, yeah. oh, I love this. And then she's like, but I'm going to go with these hot pants. Let's right, just do like, that. I'm going to do my own stuff. I'm going to do now. my own thing yeah. now. Yeah, Which cool. I, I just like the fact that they put that in there somewhere. Even oh, if it's. Oh, no, I appreciate it. Because they could have just service. totally just neglected to even mention that at they all. Could've. They could have. They could have just true. went on and said, this is how she looks. And you yeah. just have to deal with it. That's true. I thought that was pretty cool. I agree. And then, of course, the last member we're going to talk about, it's not a member yeah, of I'm gonna, Task Force I'm going to argue this. He's not. Like, I don't think he is. He's not. Like, right. Why are you including he's on a whole him separate on this thing. list? He's not. Just like I had to include Amanda Waller because she puts it together, but he, he is a major character in this. Technically. Is he? No, he is. Even in... I mean, he doesn't show up in updated... any... updated... He doesn't show up in any of the other Suicide Squads. Right? No, because he's not part of Suicide Squad, like of right. the actual right. This team. Is, this is my no. point, though. But Amanda Waller, she's been in other teams. Right, right. R- but in Rick this F- film, what's his name? Rick Flag. Rick Flag. Rick Flag has been in other he's teams. Been in, right. I don't. I, I respect you, and I love your show <laughs> and all this stuff. But I don't understand why you're including him on this list because he's he's basically I, just a, mm-hmm. a guest appearance. Right, and I'm I'm including him because when we look at at least the recent Joker trailer and some of the more explained synopsis that Warner Brothers has given about the film, he is very tied into finding Harley Quinn and he Mm. is trying to stop whatever they're doing to get to her and mess up their whole thing. Yes. It actually is that in Mm. this movie. And you know, we've Mm -hmm. seen Joker and Harley's relationship, how he could, not care about her at all and toss her to the side and say whatever and then sometimes like oh yeah i i love you kind of too in a way yeah well it's one of those it's, things where it's a uh, i i want to be with you when i want to be with you but you can't be with anyone else and if i even right. if i even think you're with anyone else i'm gonna <laughs> yes you know i'm gonna flip out and so we kind Abuse. of are hinted yes we are hinted Control. that he, yes yeah. and and what's interesting is i won't say anything um but today wednesday or today there were a lot of or um, reviews that came out because people saw suicide squad this past monday i believe what um, on a sneak screening oh uh, the, the world premiere and the press got to go it was the, in new york the suicide squad it wasn't here no, it was not. It was in New York at the at the Beacon Theater. I'm shocked. I know. I thought it was going to be here too. I really did. I thought it was well, going to be in LA. Well, normally they they at least Usually. do both. They at least do New York and LA. No. Just, wow. just in New York, it was the big thing, and that happened. Yeah, I Monday. Why they did that? I don't know. Because I I was almost sure it was going to be here. <laughs> Me too. I mean, odds are. One thing I really enjoyed about LA is you get all the movies first. <laughs> they start do. they start on the coasts <laughs> and then they work their way into the country. Mm-hmm. So if you're working at a theater in Milwaukee, for example, which I did during college, <laughs> you have to wait like three to four, three to four days, or sometimes a week before it before it comes to you That's so you're crazy. you're hearing all these reviews and everything right. from new york and la and you're like wow i can't wait for it but you have to wait like a week <laughs> um, um but but yes so a lot of reviews mm, came out for mm-hmm. the movie good um a lot of them not good really mm-hmm. i am intrigued <laughs> i am really intrigued like like bvs level um Kind of, yeah. Whoa. I have read good ones. Like Forbes did one that was really good. It was a good wow. one. But then some of them were like, it was a mess. And 
and there are certain things I oh, won't go man. into full detail because I don't oh, want anyone man. to like, oh no, la 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 la. Right, but, right. But that's interesting. But right. but I but I suspect a shining beacon would be Harley <laughs> Quinn. Yes, that is so the one similar, thing similar to BBS. Like it sucked, except for Wonder Woman and Batman. <laughs> Su- Su- Suicide Squad is going to be like supposedly according to you, it sucked except for. Harley Quinn. Right. So what I what and I was leading Joker. with is most of the reviews really enjoyed Margaret Robbie's portrayal of Harley Quinn, but there was one that I read that they were upset at the at how Harley Quinn was abused and deranged and damaged. And I kind of feel like hasn't she always been? Is this necessarily new that she kind of is a damaged character or that she has been abused by Joker? Is that... Yeah. Well, that's been around since the animated series. That's what I'm saying, but then there... Again, check out our episode. <laughs> but, but no, like, I don't... So but, the reviewer is like, the reviewer I'm upset said, that they... Yes, and I found that interesting. Maybe they didn't know anything about the character. And that is totally possible. Oh, but Here wait, comes Shadow, Shadow Adam. Shadow Adam, I think it is. I was uh, going to say that <laughs> I think... A lot of the what as London termed fanboy, so I don't get in trouble for that. Um, complaints are about people who review comic book movies is that they're not in tune with the source material because obviously, if you know the source material, then you know the abusive relationship of Joker and Harley. And my counter to that is that most of the people going to see the movie are not comic book fans or comic book readers, right? So you do need that perspective of a new person going to see the movie as opposed to a hardcore comic book fan because 90% of the population aren't hardcore, hardcore comic book fans. I agree. And that's the same thing we kind of talked about with Katana and how and her look and how it is different than the comics, but most people don't even know what she looked like in the comics. Yeah, but... well, we also talked about that in, in our Batman vs. Superman review where I went to go see the movie with someone who had no comic knowledge right. and it was a complete and utter mess and she had no idea what was going on. Yes, So, but I, I... that was one of the reviews I saw. And, and of course, we know the character because we... Watch anime well, series yeah. and comics and all that well, and everything, great. and so, so we know they were upset just that the character itself was was mentally deranged. Like they were like, they, we shouldn't. They have said her be- that. Well, they they didn't like the fact that she was being abused by Joker, and they did not like the fact that she was kind of a they they used the term dolled up, deranged and ditzy character. That's what I. Oh, well, this goes back to what we were saying about how it's fetishized and uh glorified to the point that you know it's portrayed as as a romantic thing in today's media all right, right. well i agree yeah like it so, shouldn't it, it, i'm of course it's like that's bad but i think people who know the character are like oh well if you saw animated series you would know it's like this but i do agree with what shadow adam said a lot of people don't don't have that background, and they may not know. No, I, re- I recommend about Harley. That. Well, sure. I mean, well, I think there's two sides to what's going on. I think there's um, that background exists, right. and knowing it, I guess, cushions the blow. But then there's also this underlying question, which I, I haven't read the review, but I would hope this is what they're trying to get at: is that why are we okay with portraying this kind of relationship at all? Right, exactly. Um, you know, I understand that the character was like that or whatever, but like And I think why do we have now, to show why do we have to show that and show it to be a romanticized positive thing? Right, exactly. And I think even now in the comics that Harley 
is it now that especially the ones by herself and i know that harley like the harley quinn rebirth number one's coming out tomorrow that they are steering more, like away from the joker mm-hmm. abusive relationship like she's on her own she's doing her own thing she's and even when joker tries to come back and ruin the current relationship she's in now she who's she with now some random guy it's like some, no one like dude it's not like deadshot or anything it's not <laughs> it's not like it's a, just some a guy hero. It's, it's a guy that she knows in her well, town or whatever but not, and he becomes gonna... jealous and everything and oh, then she was like no i don't want to be with you and i think they're trying to change that thought of she's okay with being that girl that's in that type of bad yeah no i mean what they're saying what they're doing is they're showing her having grown and, right, exactly. and matured and, and thankfully gotten out of it before it was too late. But. Right. And so maybe the reviewer wanted to see more of that Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti, Harley, that's the current one now. But I definitely think they right. were pulling, especially they're pulling stuff from Mad Love and animated series right, because and that Suicide Squad number seven the early and things like and that. Stuff. So. I think that inspiration for Harley comes from all different types of Harley from 1992 sure. until today. Yeah, well, no, no, it's kind and, of I, and I get why. I get where they're pulling from, and but it's why like, it why exists, are we okay with that being portrayed on screen? Is what you're. Well, not that it's being portrayed on screen. Like, obviously, you can portray it on screen. But if we're okay, with yeah, yeah, yeah. It. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, if you want to portray it, and uh, in an effort to show hey, this is unhealthy mm-hmm. and, and not good, then like, go ahead, show it. Like, I'm, I'm all for it. But if you're, I, I ran into this again with the Twilight series where like, if you are showing an emotionally abusive relationship and portraying it as an ideal, as something to strive for, mm-hmm. um, that's, that's a real problem to me. Because, you know, uh, as, a, as a child of the 80s, I grew up watching TV. I was incredibly influenced by the media about what what type of relationships were good and right. what what's expected and what's bad, and um, you know that it doesn't match up with reality. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Anyway, my favorite yeah. my favorite example was uh, there was an Onion article. Uh, do you know the Onion? Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a comedic newspaper. Yes. Anyway, there was a there was an onion article that was like man arrested after impersonating priest in confession booth. And it was this, it was this uh, send up of all the eighties movies where like, you know, the guy's chasing the girl and he'll do anything to be with her. And, and he screws up. She doesn't want to talk to him anymore. So he, he sneaks into her confession booth dressed as a priest. So that, you know, and it's like, uh, and in reality, if you did any of that stuff, you're arrested. Right. But you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Right. Anyway. So, <laughs> so, right. So if, if I still say, no matter what the reviews say, you should just go see it because you should form your own opinion. Oh, of course. Sure. So, Cause I know a lot of people like, Oh, they said it's, it's not good. I don't want to see it anymore. And I, I always say just like with Batman versus Superman, I still said, even if you read the reviews and you're still, yeah, if you got it, just go it. see it because. Well, but might... what they said was it's no good except for Harley Quinn. Right. Most of them had said it was, it was messy. That's a word I saw a lot. I read a few reviews. Um, they said that it was fun. That is a positive thing. That is a fun movie. And I think fun ride. They think people were looking for that, especially since they said that Batman Superman was quote unquote not fun at all. So I think that that was well, a you good had thing mentioned for... in an earlier show that they did reshoots because right. Of right. That so people. and I and we don't know what technically like apparently was after a after BVS they were like. <laughs> 
uh, after BVS was claimed to be too dark, they went right. back and did comedic reshoots mm-hmm. to kind of up the tone. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah, I, I know people really like Tyler Quinn, and I think, and I've heard mixed reviews about Joker. Some did like it, some didn't like it. So I think it's a matter of opinion. Sure. Almost. Well, it's a different. Take. It all is, but you know, I mean, I think I, th- I think especially in our generation, uh, the Heath Ledger lives. Right. People lives are like, oh, if it's live not action. Heath Ledger, then no. Right for a live lot of people action, are Joker. just that hardcore they won't be open to a new interpretation which i think is bad because there's always going to be something new well also so you should be visual style of it is so different right you cannot put heath leisure i don't think in this suicide squad film i still don't think it would mix no it would if you did that exact thing right i i think how uh jerolito looks in this and, and of course and what i like is all the different uh styles the the outfits and everything that he's been in that we've seen in the trailers a lot of it has looked from comics like yeah, um, when like, he's in the black tie suit mm-hmm. that's a lot of alex ross when he is laying in that circle of knives and everything that look is from uh the brian azarello's joker and lee bermijo mm-hmm. uh even a little bit on grant Morrison's Batman R.I.P. Um, he kind of looks like that. There's a lot of pulls, and even like the tattoos that was seen in the Jim Lee All Star Batman. And well, that was new to me. Like I'd that. never seen him like all tattered up. And right. That. I thought that was a conceit to help right. him Most match of, the new Harley especially Quinn Especially with all. The- I gotta tell you, I don't like the metal teeth. It no. really, it really <laughs> drives me. I just don't like it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. What? I'm sorry. I, Shadow Adam has in, informed me that it is called a grill, and I just got to tell you, I don't like the grill. You don't like it. I'm yeah. All, I'm all up in his grill, and it's... I don't like it. <laughs> I'm just. I, it's, so it it I takes think, away from me. Right. I think some things may be a little bit more extreme, but I think as a whole, as a whole package, I think it it'll fit within this universe world yes. like yeah i mean that, that's what i came to grips with i was like well it's just a it's just a it's visual within, style yeah, of this world. i think it's it's yes and and when uh the director david Ayer he was talking about making joker i mean they went through a lot of i mean they thought about the tattoos and he thought that that would be really cool and he talked to toledo about it and he thought that would be cool and they did the damn and a lot of people don't like like the damaged on the forehead they think yeah, that's too much it's a or, little in your face right i mean and, i think one of the things that made heath ledger's joker so cool was it was very stylish mm-hmm. it was very like in in the world or whatever you know right and so but this this reaches back to your favorite right the 50s uh, or the 66 show I mean, it's very similar. He he had the green hair and the white skin, and, right? You know, and so maybe I guess they're they're arguing we, that they're going back to basics, which I don't think that's a bad thing. I mean, and well, even with even thing. with Ledger's Joker, his hair did have a green tint. It just wasn't that bright neon. Yeah, it was green. around. It, it was so. In it's there. kind of like all of the basic elements of Joker. I think are there with any interpretation, whether it's the big screen it's tv it's comics it's all there it's just putting your own spin on it to make it a little different so it's not all the same 
mm-hmm. and just like with Lito, like I saw an interview and he was like he was it took him a while to really develop his laugh well, because he didn't want to be like Heath Ledger and do something similar to that or he didn't want right. to be like Jack Nicholson right. and something like that so he kind of He's had to do his own thing right. right and I think that's what people need to realize too they're, if they're like oh it's not like Ledger it's like if he was exactly like Heath Ledger people would bag him saying oh you just copied Heath Ledger well yeah I mean he can't <laughs> also, also this character is just like you said it's fitting within the style of this film which is a a re-envisioning i mean ledger's joker is of course you know perfect for the nolan universe universe, but you know this universe is is arguably different i will however um i well are we done talking about the joker yeah yeah okay for the most part Uh, briefly (laughs) um briefly uh batman does show up supposedly in some capacity yes we've seen um a couple of clips one where batman chases joker in his purple lamborghini which has actually a title track on the soundtrack purple lamborghini purple lamborghini that's cool cool. (laughs) which is fun um and and joker and harley like your hair yes my hair is purple yeah and (laughs) i have been rocking a purple and you, and you rock it yeah <laughs> it's been fun for the last few weeks but yes that's what i look like right now mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but there's a scene where batman is chasing joker and harley in his car in do the batmobile know, do we know anything about that do we know who made the suit is it based off the christian bale version is it christian bale who is batman? <laughs> do we have any idea it is still based off of the batman versus superman type suit it's is still it ben looks- affleck we don't know and the thing is that when the full um like cast list came out people who are in the film and their roles for some reason ben affleck was not on the list and people were freaking out although we have seen in like like a year ago was batman on the list no but we did see ben affleck on set before Oh, so we don't. Right. So we don't know what that is. Right. Well, well, but it wasn't mentioned in any of the reviews. No, not that I saw. I wonder why. I don't know, but it, it is in the movie. Yeah. That at least the scene I saw, like yeah, yeah no, I, that's I remember there. seeing it. And like then he jumps there's on the even car. a couple of scenes. It's like in a trailer. It's really short. Where some and people have theories about this, but someone in Batman suit or it's Batman, whichever mm-hmm. one is carrying kind of a, a harley quinn that's kind of passed out or fainted or something mm. and he's carrying her to the batmobile and then harley is falling in the water and batman with like a scuba a gear, scuba gear yeah. dives in to get mm. her those are the only scenes we've seen with batman so he is in the film interesting we just don't know to what capacity what his role is how big of a role it is if that i'll be very intrigued to, i am we too. should check it out yeah so yes this was a longer episode and so i if you have yeah. stayed all the way through congratulations. you are, congratulations i think this is our longest episode i think so too and i'm sorry if oh, you, okay. if, if, i'm sorry about that but i did want to you talk about like people can fast forward and rewind like it's possible yes that's totally fine but i did think that the the characters that have been in the trailer and that have been publicized especially since a lot of them like we said are very new to most yeah no i appreciated i appreciated learning who these people were thank you and so hopefully you will listen to this before you go and see the movie either 
Thursday night like myself or Friday or this weekend or next week. And I hope that you enjoy it because I think it looks fun. I, of course, will always go into a movie being optimistic and positive. I'm excited to see Harley. I'm excited to see Joker. I'm excited to see how it all comes together. And yes, I am all for Suicide Squad. And I never thought that this movie would be made because Suicide Squad is very obscure. <laughs> and it <is> so, <laughs> so, oh, uh, Guardian, uh, Shadow right. Adam pointed out that Guardians of the Galaxy was more obscure. That's probably true. Right. And all of those characters, no one knew. And yet Guardians is now one of Marvel's most popular films. So... And I think DC was trying to hop on that. Right. And, and now they're trying to, they'll, they're probably going to realize that really it's all about Harley Quinn and they're yes. going to hop on that with right. her, her, her centric film. Her right. Holly, and and Harley speaking Quinn of uh, the Harley Quinn centric film at, at Comic-Con, they announced that next summer there's going to be an animated film called Batman and Harley Quinn. Oh, yeah. Where they, like, <laughs> team up for a day or something? We don't know what it is, oh. but Bruce Tim is doing it. Man, he lost He lost a lot of cred at I Comic-Con. Know. I know. We'll have Which to talk we will about talk that. about. We have to talk about that. <laughs> Tune in next week, guys. <laughs> anyway. Yes. So thank you for listening to this week, and hopefully you learned a little, about, a little bit about Suicide Squad, and this will help you get ready for the film. And if you want to read comics right now about Suicide Squad, read Suicide Squad Volume 4, read New Suicide Squad, and then read what came out today, the DC Rebirth Suicide Squad Number 1, and the mini-arc Suicide Squad Most Wanted, El Diablo and Boomerang, and the Deadshot and Katana. And yeah, and I, and all of these are available at Meltdown Comics. What? Yes, they yes. are. And if you go and you say History of the Batman Rocks or London Rocks, you get them all for 10% off. That is rad. Rad. Very good deal. So, do it. Yeah, you should do it. Okay. Well, thank you, Mason, for sitting here with me for so long and talking yes. about this. <laughs> I'm, I'm always overjoyed. Thank you for having me, London. 